You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the couch potato i'm alex morrison and once again we are coming at you re-recorded not re-recorded but pre-recorded not live at 1 30 in the morning the lovely time to podcast happy earth day you sons of bitches happy earth day we would have done this sooner but i ordered food and then like when i thought it was it said it was like on the way doordash guy was like fucking bouncing around going to every other neighborhood that's happened before he might he might have pulled into the wrong driveway and got caught that's been happening lately and then all of a sudden he fucking canceled his order i'm just like mother fuck he ate that shit he, he ate my food so he ate your food. i was planning on eating maybe having a full tummy before starting this up but no nope universe just said fuck you dude nope. <laughs> which also comes into play because uh the last time i was off work was the last time we recorded an episode and for me about the same no. yep <laughs> so we've been running hard but at the same time we found a little bit of time to review the mandalorian which is what primarily this episode is going to be based on um uh, but yeah a long long work week at least for me because this was our 420 sales yeah. all week and yeah uh Thanks for the folks that came out. A few folks rolled on in, so that was actually pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it was it was quite tiring. It was some bullshit though. So we had a sale on 420, 21st, and the 22nd. And West today was the 23rd, correct? Uh, now it is the 23rd. Yeah. So we ran sales from the 19th all the way to technically yesterday, as of a couple hours ago. The first day on 420. Actually, no, sorry. Yeah, on the 19th, nothing. Barely anyone was really interested in buying much. It's like, okay, cool, understandable. On the 20th, people were coming in, dropping bank, but the luck of the draw meant I was dealing with people that were buying wraps and rillos and disposable vapes and transactions that were like, you know, anywhere between $5 to $20. Bro, as I am describing the different wraps we have to this person that's asking every little micro question possible, my coworker is dealing with a customer that walks straight in and went, Oh, are those your dry herb vaporizers? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, if price isn't an option, which is your favorite? He goes, oh, man, I mean, th these right here are the highest rate. He goes, cool, I'll take two of those. One for me, one for my buddy. <laughs> man, he, knew what he wanted. He literally, but but the thing was, it's like, it's not an example of like, oh, well, you know, maybe your coworker, you know, did a really good job upselling. No, this dude just knew what the fuck he wanted. And as he was checking out, turned around and went, oh, that's a travel version of what I've got. Can I see that? He's like, yeah. He pulls it down off the shelf. He takes a look at it. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll grab that too. Another $500 on top. Hey, man. 
Luck of the draw. I, I wasn't upset with him. I was really happy for him. And I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. He's like, yeah, yeah. And after I finally wrapped up with all my teeny tiny sales, my manager that was there was just like, bro, you were getting the worst luck. He goes, I know both of us are doing real hot right now. He goes, so next few that come in, that's all you, buddy. He goes, knock it out. I'm like, cool, thanks. Next few that come in, all cheap purchases. And as I'm working with another one, sure as shit, okay, your total's going to be $230. My <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> so no, so it, it just for two days straight, I had some really bad luck of the draw, but tonight wound up doing pretty good. So yeah. now with the, now with 420, if I was an active weed smoker, I would never go into a vape shop on 420. Well, we don't supply things for people to smoke weed with, sir. Um, I don't, care. it is dry herb and tobacco only. I don't care when I walk out of that store, I'm going to get harassed by a cop. <laughs> I worked in a re- I worked in a store that sold cigarillos and I, yeah. I, I, white owls and yeah. fucking all that shit. Yep, the water it, water pipes and hand I literally, pipes and slides I literally and had bangers. A, I literally had a fat cop in front of my register asking people why they're buying that shit, and I had to tell them to leave. Yeah, you can't do that. No, you can. The cop can do pretty much whatever the fuck they want to. I, that's a that's a fact. But that's a different episode. Yeah, it's a different episode. <laughs> it's gonna be a long four hour, fifteen part episode of my hate for the police. <laughs> Where I'm actually getting food delivered midway or you yeah. just hear the microwave in the middle. I'm like, I'm just so them anyway, go. the prison industrial mm. complex. Hey, 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 your, your show monster's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He knocked like a cop. I don't like that. Look at his shoes. Look at his shoes. <laughs> Yeah, so but if he's was, not wearing flip flops. He's not a DoorDash driver. <laughs> but it was real cool. Uh, honestly, we all were kind of looking at each other in awe. Each shift, not including tonight, in which we had zero, but on the nineteenth and the twentieth, we only had one shitty customer the entire time. Everyone that came in was real cool, understood that you know certain things were not going to be on discount. Were really nice about it. Only two people pitched a fit for wanting to match their ID with their card. Then that then that caused issues. Then mm-hmm. we were, you know, shit that I'm not going to say on the yeah. podcast because it's going to, you know, get us potentially demonetized in the future. I am working on monetization, damn it. <laughs> but no, uh, you you BANs yeah. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of Fs yeah. too uh, of the of the gay variety. Yeah. So yeah, he he was not happy at all that uh, we weren't going to run his card for a two dollar Rillo uh, because the name didn't match his ID. Whereas people rolling in spending, you know, as much money as you want. Hey, can I check the ID real quick? Match it up with the name on the card. Oh yeah, great. Thank you for doing that. Like I get people thanking me for doing it. And thank then you, you get thank you for making sure I'm not having my identity stolen. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> fuck. And then the one guy trying to pull it for a two dollar purchase. Man, fuck you, fuck you. I'm like, okay, whatever. Carry cash next time, asshole. And I told him that. I was like, man, your ID checks out. You got cash on you? Because it, it, his total was two ten or two twelve. That's less than a cheeseburger. I told him, I was like, dude, if you got two bucks cash, I'll spot you twelve cents. Yeah. I was like, I got you there. I said, if you just got two bucks cash, I got you. Man, what do you mean? I, I just this is the only card I got on me. I was like, why does it not have your name on it? Man, it's my girl's card. I was like, well, Take get her on FaceTime real quick. Man, I'm trying to do all that. I'm just trying to give me a rap. Get on out of here. So I'm not going to be able to run that card for you. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> but yeah, so outside of one guy like that and then another girl trying to purchase some shit for some underage kids, 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But I snuffed that one out really quick because they came in. Mm-hmm. They came in with her and he handed her his card and he picked it out. Mm. And I'm just like. And he, he was right under the line. He was right under the line. But still, it was it just it didn't fly. That's a, that's one of those things. It's like the, the, the 21 age limit and all that. I'm just yeah. like, God damn it. Well, they were trying to be sneaky with it, which is what pissed me off. Yeah, that makes it worse. Because he picked it out. He's like, hey, out of all these, which one do you like? I'm just picking a random one. I was like, I like that one. That's really great. It's my favorite one. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, I'll take that. I'm like, cool. So you know what gets you know what gets me. So well, I grab it. I walk up to the counter. All of a sudden, the girl that he's with, I see him pass her the card, and she's walking up. I was like, well, are you planning on getting anything? And she's like, no, no, I'm just gonna pay for it. I'm like, god damn it. Okay. Go through all the steps. Doot. Total is this, that, and the other. I've got this discount for you. Is it going to be cash or card? It's going to be card. I'm like, okay, cool. Just need to see your ID to match it up with the card. And by that point, homeboy is making himself scarce around the corner. And I go, hey, buddy, real quick, need to check your ID too. He, like, deer in headlights, <laughs> staring at me. And she tries cutting it off. She goes, he don't have his ID with him. I was just like, okay, well, I'm can't s- be in the fucking store. Yeah, I was just like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't sell this to you. What do you mean? I was like, well, he picked it out. I said, if he doesn't have his ID on you, I can't. Yeah. She's like, well, it's for me. I didn't know which one I wanted. I said, he didn't even confer with you. You weren't even around. I said, and y'all are in a group. I'm not going to be able to sell it to you. We're not in a group. I said, why do you have his card? He just came in with me. I was like, that is literally the definition of a group. Well, you see, okay, well, I tell you, I'll, I'll come back in a minute with just my card, my ID. And I said, nope, I, I'm not going to be able to. Do, even if they don't walk in with me, you're still not going to sell. Not tonight. So if you want to come in another day, maybe, sure. I said, but nope, not tonight. I said, now I know that you know each other. You're probably going to come in, purchase the exact same thing, walk right out, hand it to them. You're not doing that on my shift. You can come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Like it, it, it kind of like I've known this shit since I was like ten, when my dad would take me to the liquor store, and they would actually tell him he can't be in the liquor store anymore. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I just wait in the car. You know these things. People actively participate in the idiocy of it. So shut the fuck up. And by the way, we live in a time of technology and age. Cash app the motherfucker and just do it. Yeah. Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay, whatever the fuck you need. I imagine yeah. your store takes some of those. We actually we Venmo has cards and yeah. we take Apple Pay. Yeah, so like the fact that someone Quit giving people tips. I, I work at a place like this. I, fuck, I'm going to use I it. Know, I, I use know. It. I buy cards and cigarettes and sell them to kids. Like I don't care. <laughs> Fuck. No, and, and that's the thing. Acoustic it's like, cigarettes, too. Not that vape shit. And that's the thing, too. If, if people are clever, I mean, you can't outsmart us. You know, yeah. we, we can't cover every single dot. We can't cross every single T. But the dumbasses that come in with clearly underage people. And, and the thing was, I had one today, but he was cool about it. I could kind of tell his buddy was underage, but they were just buying raps. So yeah. I'm just like, all right. I'm gonna. I'm. I don't need to ignore this, but I'm gonna ignore it. He he has a slight baby face. You know, I've got friends that are baby faces. He hasn't picked out anything. He's been quiet. I'm gonna leave him alone. 
I'm talking to the main guy the entire time. All right, what else you need and what else you need? All right, good deal. Your total's this. All right, cool. Let me match your ID with the card real quick. He cuts me off. He's like, oh, it's it's not going to match. Okay. <laughs> so I'm holding the card. <laughs> I haven't handed it back to him. So I'm kind of in a moment of power. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, do you care to explain why the name's not going to match up? He's like, I can just use my card. I was like, that's cool. But do you care to explain why your name isn't on this card? He's like, it, it's my buddy's card. He he owes me some money. I was like, oh, well, that's all good. Can I see your ID, buddy? He flops it out, and it's 04. And I just went, that's where it's going to be a problem, man. He goes, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. And walks out the door. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Fucking butters came to buy some cigarettes. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, like, I got a question. Like, do you guys allow people under 21 to enter the store? No, we really don't. Uh, if Unfortunately, we can't check it every single time. But if yeah. it was up to our owner, the head honcho boss man, he would have guys at the door checking. Yeah. before coming in like that that that's his ultimate goal i'm just picture some guy in like a black t-shirt and fucking black khakis with boots on his fucking sleeve cut off with sunglasses just outside the vape shop all day and night been like i need to see your id as soon as you open the door doom, 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 doom. get your vape motherfucker and it's just like doom. <laughs> and it's like the coolest fucking vape shop have you ever seen led lighting and all the trim it looks like one of those shaky arcade places where it's adults yes. only yes <laughs> arcade games in yeah. quotes where's all my goddamn money <laughs> i went to the arcade yeah you spent five hundred dollars <laughs> to play what pac-man pac-man yeah yeah <laughs> sure they have pac-man there but honestly i bet they have toilets in the coke room too <laughs> i I'll say this, uh, especially for us having a podcast, I was really expecting to have more like horror stories working in retail in a place like that. I was really expecting to have some Dante and Randall moments. And I do have some of those moments where it's like, it's really dead. And then you've just got, you know, the, the street walkers coming in. Hey, I need a pack. Of, and you realize it's like, all right, until it's 129. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Have a go. See. Yeah, same guy you see every week. Uh, you want your black amount? All right. 95 total. You know, I think, I think like because that. it's such a niche thing. Like mm-hmm. a niche sounds bad, but like it's a one specific thing you're selling. Yeah. Well, well, we call it overall, we call it the feel good store. Everything we sell there makes you feel good. We got Shisha, Hookah, Delta yeah. 8, different products. You got your wraps, Rellos, disposable vapes, e-liquids, mods, everything. So everything we sell there is meant to feel good. So don't come in with no bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's also like, I'm not going there. All right, so like I can go to 7-Eleven, get a pack of cigarettes, half gallon of milk, chips, maybe some bread if I need to, and a pizza. Fuck it. <laughs> but like that's what I'm going to 7-Eleven for. Right. If I'm going into your store, I'm not going to be like, yeah, let me get a white out grape. Uh, what do you think of this uh, this vape? Is this pretty good? No, is this whole bar good? Pretty good. You guys got Funyuns? <laughs> what about uh, what about two liters? You guys sell two liters? You would be surprised. Yeah, there's always that's like, like I get, but more, it's not a I quickie. Get those, <laughs> I get this more than more than you would think. Like yeah. people just being like, yeah, I'll, I'll get a pack of the Backwoods, yeah. uh, Peach White Owl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the new White Owl boy. <laughs> uh, those, you know, I get this vape. Y- y'all got sodas in here? <laughs> yeah. I can see you guys selling like 
like natural energy drinks, you know, like Honestly, niche energy drinks. Um, one of our locations already has it. We're working on getting uh, what we're just calling exotic sodas. So we're actually <laughs> importing in like Japanese sodas. So it's like the Japanese Pepsi and like the exclusive Fanta flavors and shit like that. Nazi so, Coke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, that, that's so we are planning on bringing in soft drinks, but they're going to be like the cool, interesting ones, yeah. not not basic, you know. Yeah, this shit. is rice flavored soda. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like pineapple Fanta oh, yeah. and, and like lime. Um, Super citrus fucking yeah. flavors. And then that, uh, that we do not get here. And then actually our Pineville location, correction, our Pineville location actually does have a cooler with just like some Diet Cokes and sodas and every shit like that. But that works out for you. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it works great out for me. I have to, but it's bullshit. The one location with an easy to grab soft drink is the one that's right next to a goddamn food line. No. So it's like such a super fucking easy. It's like we'll be have our, like our dead time right after dinner, and I'll just turn to my coworker. I'm like, "Yo, I'm running the line. You want anything?" Because <laughs> it's like everything in there is just so fucking cheap. So now I'll just run over there. So yeah, the location with the easiest to get a drink is also the easiest to get a snack. Yeah, not like uptown where there's nothing except a Seven Eleven. I refuse to go into because of that asshole. <laughs> That's a different episode, and I'm not getting into that. <laughs> but. Honestly, I think just a little bit of preamble kind of does this episode. Let's kind of skip over our news segment because we have a lot to talk about with The Mandalorian Season 3. No, we're going to kill the news segment for a week. Whatever will we do? I'll just mention two things. Uh, Elon Musk blew up a rocket on 420 because he's an idiot. And uh, Monster is suing Pokemon. So... (laughs) We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I was gonna say pin that one. That feels like a fun discussion, but uh, oh, it's fucking horrific. <laughs> but uh, again, it's uh one thirty in the morning, and we have a lot of episodes to go through, and a lot of shit that happened in each of these episodes. So uh, let's play a little bit of that uh, pan flute. Is it a pan flute? I think so, unless it's a recorder, because that's a popular. <laughs> But yeah, Mandalorian season three. Um, overall, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't until shout out to new rock stars. I love those guys. Eric Voss of rocks. Um, it wasn't until I was re-listening to some of their review videos today that this was a very disjointed season. It can be. It felt, it felt right when you were watching it but listening back to oh yeah that happened on that episode that happened there it felt like they set up so much and was kind of pointing to so many little things that could happen that like you got the ending the ending was really cool it was really awesome but it didn't touch on any of the it felt like all the episodes that led up to it were pointless because because yeah. all of a sudden the tides change in that one episode. Oh, there's Beskar in the spaceship. At that moment is when the rest of the plot for the rest of the show happens. And I think that's like what halfway through the season. So like the first half of the season was really kind of inconsequential. Yeah, it that yours in as like pillars mm-hmm. to set up a bigger story, which the whole thing up to the very end seems like 
this is what Ahsoka is going to be like a lot of the time. It's going to be very action-packed. We're going to see a lot of new shit probably very quickly. Hey, they're bringing a lot of stuff back from the animate or the CGI animated series like Bad Batch and you know Rebels. I think we're going to see a lot of you know preamble to Force Awakens, um, which I'll get into in the last episode of the the review, but. That's where I kind of saw loans. Yeah, but not just that, but I, I kind of saw like, hey, how, this is how they're going to set up the first order going into it with the remnants of what they're doing. Yeah. And I don't know. The, the first few episodes kind of feel like a fetch quest in a video game. Yeah. Which seemed to be the number one problem that people have with the book of Boba Fett. It felt like mm-hmm. a fetch side quest show. Yeah. It, it, it was a Western, like it was a sci-fi Western throughout in Book of Boba Fett because it's basically a tale of high noon if you've ever seen that movie where hey uh, I'm going to be in charge but uh, how I got here is going to bite me in the ass yeah and that's what happens um, and it even has a weird fucking moment at the very end of Book of Boba Fett where it's like are you really in charge though and it, yeah. Yeah, it kind of plays out that way and I don't know it's it's kind of funny you know in hindsight when we watch these shows and we're like oh man we saw the preview of the series in like the episode one where they show like a preview of what the rest of the season is going to be. And it's just like, okay, I think this is going to happen. I think this is going to happen. And without, you know, that's what I don't do. I don't try to set expectation of what I'm going to see, but you're going to show all this cool shit. You better give me a reason why it's there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't think for me, cause I actually skipped over that. Uh, and I actually didn't watch a lot of the trailers for Mandalorian going into it. I watched the initial sizzle, the sizzle trailer yeah, they released. Yeah, so I saw that and I was like, okay, cool. But all of like the you know the new episodes coming in two weeks, I didn't watch any of those. I wanted to go into it really blind, and I only followed the beats as I got them per episode. And again, yeah, like you said, the first few episodes really just felt like a side fetch quest and. It's good. It just, to me, did not work as a cohesive season. It felt like they had an idea for two seasons, and they kind of mushed them together. It seems like, to me, to me, the first, like, I want to say the first three episodes could have been the same episode if they had longer run times. That's the problem I have with a lot of specialty shows like The Mandalorian. There's no reason we can't have one episode that's an hour and a half long. You're on a goddamn streaming surface. Who gives a shit? Time and money. Time and money, my ass. BBC does one hour and 30 minute episodes of their shows, and they don't spend half as much money as these dumbasses. They also don't have half as much CGI work on there. Yeah, I but, mean, but every shot. But you're paying on actual people shit. to actually act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not guys but, in costumes. <laughs> but, you're not, but now you're talking about completely changing the ethos that is the way they shoot things. Yeah, but you're also dealing with, like, you're talking about, like, two and two different storylines we know exactly why there's two different storylines because kathleen kennedy said she wanted it this way and john favreau's like i quit <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like that's that's exactly why this show is like it is it is but i could see like the first three episodes been like can we can we extend the runtime by mm-hmm. just another 10 minutes and not give these weird like some of these cliffhangers aren't cliffhangers oh i i did this i did that no I'm going to watch the next episode immediately. This is why I don't watch the show in episodes. I watch it all once. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I hate watching episodes because that's the difference in television now. You go back and watch King of the Hill season one, front to back. It's not really a cohesive story because you watched it episodically. You watched it every Tuesday or every Wednesday or something. Whenever. 
here you need to tell a story so somebody can watch 13 episodes on their one day off <laughs> and make it cohesive. All right, that's how that's how storytelling works in now <laughs> because no, of stri- because of streaming. Uh, and I don't know that first episode had such you know high regard for me mm-hmm. because it's literally called apostate yeah so let's go ahead and go into that uh the armor and a group of mandalorians hold a ceremony to induct a young child um which actually was played by um conan o'brien's nephew yeah so i thought that was pretty cool nepotism wins once again um the ceremony is interrupted when a dinosaur turtle they clearly didn't name it at least in the wikipedia they just say dinosaur <laughs> the this dinosaur, kaiju <laughs> this fucking kaiju that's attacking me um also attacked the mandalorians um and basically dinjin uh dinjaro and uh, grogu come in save the day uh the armor confirms that the mandalore still exists uh jara may become mandalorian once again once he bathes in the holy waters um he then travels to Navarro to meet the High Magistrate uh, Grief Karga. Uh, Joran helps Karga starve off or stave off a group of pirates uh, led by Pirate Vane, which honestly he reminded me of someone that was going to be in like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, he looked like he looked like a moss monster. Yeah, from Dead Man Tales of Tales, <laughs> and he looked cool. It was apparently a brand new character for the series. Like he yeah. didn't show up in any previous stuff. No comic books, extended lore any of that brand new for the series and that's kind of the kind of the cool thing about making something like this is like you can make something new and add it to the lore yeah and it still be a cohesive yeah it's not like marvel where like i got this new villain and it's everybody in like 40 million motherfuckers are like i have never seen that motherfucker ever yeah liar <laughs> it's just like <laughs> calm down calm your tits <laughs> and then uh after they uh basically they, i love how when you're reading this stuff, they're like, you know, they they uh, they got rid of the pirates and everything. No, they killed a bunch of motherfuckers. They killed a bunch of pirates, and then they cleaned up the bodies. And uh, fucking what was his name? Grief Cargi, yeah, offers him a uh, dinner position as marshal, but instead he's just like, yo, let's rebuild IG Eleven. Yeah, I expected that to go a little bit further. There's so even going into it, like you're getting too much information at once. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Mando, you need to, you know, bathe in the living waters. You need, to, yeah, you need to resent, repent, and also, you're going to go see a guy that you helped, and and from a short amount of time, I will say, Carl Weathers has turned a whole fucking town around. Oh yeah, very quickly, uh, and the fact that pirates are just now showing up. It didn't show up between point A and point B. It's kind of odd. I didn't realize their bar. <laughs> just turned, gonna say, like you don't turn a bar into a school overnight. <laughs> I'm just saying. But this is that downtown old west style of style of storytelling. It's yeah. just like I don't like what you're doing here. You used to be one of us, you motherfucker. We mm-hmm. helped you build this shit. Then you should have noticed the school board. Like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, you're fucking idiots. Yeah. and. Then we get the Old West style, the Han Solo type style, just like, bam, 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 done. Yep. Problem solved, problem stand solved, Mandalorian leads the way. And that's, and that's just how it <laughs> this is. This is the way. This is the motherfucking way. And he puts that, and he goes, and like blows up, lifts his helmet up, and that's it. That's it. For, Grogu force chokes a fucking rat to death or some shit. But like the whole point is, I need to get to here. I have made a horrible detour to get here. But okay. But I'm here. But I'm here. And it seemed like that could have been a two-story arc right there with two whole episodes and the whole mind's 
I want to say Mines of Moria, which is Lord of the Rings. But it, 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 that's what Mines it is. Mines of Mandalore. Yeah, but that's what they're saying. It's yeah. like, yes, we, we took a Tolkien thing. <laughs> but, like, why couldn't have that arc been like, hey, those pirates are going to come back. Let me go get reinforcements and then incorporate the, the storytelling that way instead of making him do fetch quests. Yeah. And I, that, that does, I kind of agree a little bit that that's what the first three episodes are, just fetch quests that go nowhere. And speaking of it really going nowhere, it feels like they really only introduced the IG-11 thing for Grogu to use it for like one scene later Yeah, like on. I was expecting, oh shit, they're going to re... This is a cool character to have. Like, I will say, awesome moment though, when they revive him and he's just like... He goes apeshit. Yeah, he's just like, protocol, kill the child or kill the unit or whatever he yeah. said. And he's like, start trying to fucking buy. That was cool as shit. And it kind of foretold maybe what was going to happen in a few episodes of like droids being, you know, kind of rebelling and being bad. But that even just singular on its own was a cool moment. Yeah. Um, I like how they brought back the characters from Rise of Skywalker, the little the little aliens. Yeah. Little, engin- the, little engineer aliens. Yeah. The, uh, the Babu Frick race, whatever yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. I'm pretty sure he called him a motherfucker in that last episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's been a whole thing. No all. hugs. And, 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 and like, he bucks away. And it's just like, I like that it's still puppets. And yeah. they kind of, like, bounce. John Favreau, I could tell, probably, hey, let's keep the puppet aspect just a little bit, guys. We built this town. We're going to destroy it, but we built this town. Let's, let's keep using the things. Let's go full Jim Henson and get this shit knocked out. But yeah, he just he just goes all the way there, kills some pirates. Yep, and then leaves, goes visit Bo-Katan, and he's just like, I'm going to go visit the Living Waters. And she's like, you fucking can't. And he's like, I'm going to. Yeah, but like you, that could have been a phone call. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. It literally ends with him walking away from Bo-Katan, yeah. her sitting on her throne, and then, oh, Yeah, but that could have been like, if I was going to tell a story like that, in two sentences she said, hey, everybody's ditched me. That's that's kind of a terrible way because that, that's a complex kind of thing. If you're saying, "Hey, my fucking army of Mandalorian killers dipped," okay, they took a star cruiser. Really, they took an Imperial star cruiser and left. That's some bullshit. So, okay, <laughs> now, there's more to the story. It's like those videos you see online of like cops pulling people over. Like, tell yeah. me the whole fucking story. <laughs> so, tell him he called that guy a pig and that motherfucker called him an N word, and that's how <laughs> that's how the shooting happened. Like, <laughs> tell me the whole story. Bang 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 bang, and. It kind of it is kind of vague. It is. It is, and where it ends off there, nah. And then uh, episode two is the Mines of Mandalore, uh, in which he makes another pit stop, a completely pointless. He forgot pit the stop. milk. A, a, yes, and he had to go see uh, that Pelimoto girl, the mm. the uh, scrapyard yep. junk fixer upper. I will say, funny moment where um, she's basically swindling yeah. some guy, where it's just like, oh, yeah, well, I see these parts are missing. It's going to take a while to get those in, man, at a high rate. So, you know, we're going to do what I, we can do. And then she gets like the pod racing joy. She's like, hey, paint those a different color and put them back on the thing so he thinks we fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. She's got like Jawas running scams and shit. Yeah. So it's like, that was kind of funny. But it's like it's funny because it's Tracy Ullman. Yeah, Tracy Ullman's a very comedic character actor. Yeah, but honestly, and, and as great as she is, this whole bit really wasn't needed. Yeah, it really wasn't. It, it was an excuse for her to give him R five, mm-hmm. which I thought that was a different R five. But apparently, that's the same one that we saw in A New Hope. 
I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I was content the with Jawas it. The Jawas stole it from Uncle Owen at Baru while their corpses burned on the sand. I was happy with it just being a completely different droid, but apparently yeah. we have I, to. I have, I have some questionable too. things about droids in the second season. <laughs> oh yeah, you you've been man. This season was built for you because for years you've been talking about the Star Wars universe and the way the droids act in the Star Wars universe, yeah. and now they're giving you so much lore and cannon fodder to use. They're not people, <laughs> but they are. I guess let's make them feel pain. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they. Uh, so he gets an R5 unit. They fly back to Mandalore. There's back and forth of, you know, hey, go fucking check. And he's just like, I don't. What did you think of R5 kind of being a neurotic droid? Because I, I they like, definitely kind of played that up. So I, I would like it more if it wasn't an astro droid. You know what I'm saying? Like, a different droid. Yeah. Like if it wasn't a beep, beep, beep motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like if I could actually hear what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You know? Like uh, Dio from the last movie where yeah. you could kind of hear, he kind of had like that kick dog mentality, but yeah. like his beeps and noises kind of simulated talking to a point. Yeah. So like I could understand that. Yeah. But I don't know. I do like it's a callback. Mm-hmm. It's, it, keep in mind, this is this filler between Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi. So we do need to have this retro look. We need to have, and that's fine. And I like how it fits perfectly with the, the episode one Starfighter. That's, yeah. that's, that's another cool thing I love about the series is, hey, we, we, we brought this one cool item, this cool toy. We brought it back, motherfuckers. And that Lego is going to make one. You can buy a model of it. Go get it. Go Fuck get it. it. Go spend get it. Spend money. Spend money. Uh, we want your money. Yeah. Remember the grave of Kenner toys. <laughs> but, with this one, what I really felt was this is a preamble to a horror episode. Yeah. Because it is, the color scheme is different, the way it's shot. It's very dark, greenish. It's very gloomy. Mm-hmm. Hell, getting through the planet's atmosphere is fucking horrific. Yeah. And yeah, I do like the neuroticism of the droid because he's just like, motherfucker, we're going to die here because you wanted to come here. You go, d- go check it. No. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the vibe he was giving the entire time. It's just like, bitch, I don't want to do this. And the whole like Grogu thing throughout the series is the right amount. Yes, I will say that this is not a. This uh, is not the Grogu Baby Yoda show. Yeah, yeah, this isn't like a Last of Us type situation with Pedro Pascal, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, like it, it works out just enough to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's not overly done. There's mm-hmm. a good little arc moment toward the end where yep. it does kind of pay off, but. And I will say a little bit of spoiler for the rest of the season, but we do not get actual pedro pascal in this yep we do not see his face at all in this season yeah which i found kind of interesting because we've seen his face at least once in each season i was waiting for the moment and it never happened yeah so he's around the time this is probably filming he's probably knee deep in hbo doing Mm -hmm. last of us and still doing some other projects on the side so yeah i could see this kind of being running interference yeah on how they're going to my theory was when we watched like episode three i think was I think we're going to box him out. Well, see, yeah. So even kind of leading to what you were saying on that, one of the interesting things, and, and of course, we don't know anything. We read shit online. Everything gets conflated and, you know. Court of Owls and yeah. episode season four of Mandalorian. Yeah. So I have read that Pedro is actually kind of getting touchy with the idea that he's basically a voice actor for Mandalorian. No. I don't know. He... he He's one of those guys you always see 
kind of like a Keanu Reeves type guy. It's just like, no, nah, man, I'm working to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my job. Yeah. So I could see him just like, yeah, I don't mind doing like doing do- voice work. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a masked character. Yeah. So having him actually be on set is not necessary. Yeah. Like that's the that's the thing about the stormtroopers. Like it's like once John Boyega takes a helmet off, you keep that fucking thing off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I need to see a face. <laughs> I need your face. I need your face. Give me your face. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like yeah, I, and I, I will say, uh, they've gone through in the past and like fixed different like CGI mistakes and you know clean stuff up after the fact because again they are working like literally up to the hour before they upload these episodes. Is that got blue jeans on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I swear. I, want that Lego. <laughs> I swear they fixed something. Yeah. In an in this exact exchange, so R five goes around the corner disappears off the radar mando's like god damn it yeah wait here i'm gonna go find the fucking trash can now i'm sitting here following the main MacGuffin, which is the air is toxic that's the only rule you've given me right now so i'm latching onto that and i'm looking at every moment where that can slip up and i swear the first time i saw this episode Grogu did not get in his little hatch mm-hmm. because I heard the yeah. the pressurize because yeah, I heard him pressurize his helmet. I'm like, all right, he took care of that. But as soon as he opens that cockpit, Grogu is going to be exposed to the air. What? And I felt like I remembered him still just chilling on that fucking seat as the window shut. Mm. And I'm like, what's the point? But I swear, recently when I rewatched that episode with you. I saw Grogu get in the shell, it close up, and then he got out. So I wonder if that was a small little change they made where it was just like, oh, fuck, wait a minute. Yeah. He needs to close up beforehand <laughs> because the air is toxic. Yeah, there are some, like, when they when you do stuff like that in, in movies and television, like, when you're going to put that much danger on something, yeah, you really need to check your bases. Because that's not me trying to be that nitpick picky rage boner youtube guy but again it can take you out of it it, but it's yeah if it's the only main plot you've given me this whole episode the the atmosphere of this planet is toxic because of what the empire did to it during the bombings okay we're that's the whole reason we've had to go to this other planet to pick up a droid to go all the way to the planet to test it that's what we're hinging it on. So when I don't see Grogu getting in an airtight seal, I'm going to go, God damn it. But they yeah. fixed it, so I can't do that anymore. Yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of the idea of like Last of Us. And people watched it because a big part of the game was you had to put gas mask on because of like spores that were killing, killing characters. And it's just like they didn't incorporate that in the show. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of, you know, face. Yeah. But it would be a terrifying thing. Because it, mm, it, it does. God, it, it would. It is a terrifying moment when you go to, when they go to the Mandalorian. It's just like, we know what happened to it, but what's the extent of the aftermath, which is very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of reminds me of, like, like post, like, nuclear bomb type mm-hmm. situations where, like, we can't go there now. There's too much radiation. We can't see the danger, which makes it more scary. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you just... Yeah, everything's fine on the planet, technically. The yeah. atmosphere is the only dangerous part of it until you go under the ground. Yep. And, yeah, so he retrieves the unit, brings it back to the ship, and then they go down there and explore some. Long story short, he gets captured by 
probably the coolest new looking villain creature type thing we've gotten in the Disney Star Wars. Yeah, so there's two things I noticed like immediately when we watched this. One is the cave dwelling creatures. Or yeah. the they're Morlocks from the Time Machine. Yeah. H.G. Wells' Time Machine. If you check it out, Guy Ritchie's in the movie. If you watch the old movie, black and white one, they look exactly the same. They do. They're giant, monstrous creatures. And I'm just like, yes, more shit to borrow from the from other sci-fi shit that we can actively use. Kind of yeah. like uh, when you figure a Bosque from Empire Strikes Back is wearing a fucking uh, a suit from fucking like uh, Lost in Space and shit. Nice. <laughs> and some other shit. Um but yeah, that's what I was, I was like. Oh shit, some more locks. It's like you got to kill them. You yep, got to kill them immediately. all. They, they eat children. <laughs> <laughs> but the the creature you're talking about, the 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 cyborg, I call it a headmaster. Yeah. Um, which in Transformers, if you're listening to this, this is a big thing. But it was an organic thing that controlled a robotic body, kind of mm-hmm. like a Grievous. You know, we those were the kind of scary things about Star Wars. Hey, this is how far we can go with like robotics. We can pretty much turn you into a ever-living cyborg yeah. that could be dangerous as shit. You want six arms, motherfucker? I got six arms. You, know, you want six lightsabers? Yeah, <laughs> you're going to earn them. <laughs> but like this thing got the drop on him very quickly. And it's not because he's not good at it. We know that how good he is at he literally like walked into a trap. It was like a, it was basically like a bear trap, yeah. but the bear trap was the creature. Yeah. yeah, and I do like his whole like look and you know, like it kind of got like a thing vibe, especially when he's fighting it, and then he gets caught, and we realize that oh, he needs biomatter. He needs something from a living thing to stay alive. Yeah, and that's made it more terrifying because mm-hmm. he's basically a cannibal. <laughs> yep. And then uh, so, so Grogu sees that he tells him go get help, and of course, perfect moment. You've got the R five unit in there. The, we already know that's got navigation units. Grogu kind of points where he needs to go. He sends them off. So it kind of even calls back to right before he landed on, um, I think it was Navarro. Before he landed on that, he was telling Grogu about you know it's very important for a Mandalorian to know his maps. It's very important for him to know a way to surround the galaxy X Y Z. So that kind of played off that being like, oh, he's already using maps. Oh, he's gonna be a Mandalorian. And I love how Bo-Katan sees the ship flying back up. She's like. I done told this bitch to leave me the fuck alone. Come on, let's go start some shit. Opens it up, sees Grogu, and it's just like, where is he? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a big issue now because she has no allies. Yeah, and she told him this one thing. You can probably tell, like the way she expresses herself is instant regret. And I will say, the girl that plays Bo-Katan is like a nerdy fucking Star Wars fan. I yeah. found out, and like her dad is a nerdy Star Wars fan. So I, I found out like when they did the last episode of season one with Luke Skywalker and all that, he was on set and like cheesing the whole fucking time when oh, I was doing like awesome. when I was doing like the research of like the background and stuff. And like he is just like a kid. Her dad is like a child. Like holy shit! Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> and. And I, that's what I found out about all the extras that came on. Um, we'll talk about it later, but the other special guest spots yes. in here. But yeah, like she's just like, all right, pack it in, going to work. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I liked about her character, because if you didn't watch Rebels, her sister is killed mm. and has a love interest with Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi in that show. Gotcha. So she has a connection to other mainstay characters in 
I think that's the best part about this is you could take a character that's so small mm-hmm. from an animated series and make them a pillar to do storytelling off of. Because I'm, I'm can't, like, I will say she's probably my favorite character out of this season. I definitely agree. She rocked. Yeah. And uh, after she swooped back in with baby Goda, Grogu, whatever, beat up the cyborg mm-hmm. monster eye guy, she takes him to the mines of Mandalore uh, so he can see the uh, art deeper into the mines so he can find the living waters. He takes a dunk in there and we get a new hope reference of immediately gets drugged down to the bottom and we quickly find out that it was a mythosaur. Yeah. But the only person that saw it was Bo-Katan. I will say, stupidest fucking name. I will say this. My, I, have, I literally today got a brand new wallet. For years, my wallet had the Mythosaur Signa on it. The classic Mandalorian Signa, which yeah. used to just be the Boba Fett logo yeah. back in the day. It was, oh, that's the Boba Fett logo. But for years, that's all we've seen is the skull of the Mythosaur. The little glimpse we saw in this episode, I was so severely let down. Really? I was like, really? That's what the mythosaur looked like? I mean, granted, we didn't see the full scale. We yeah. saw like a little glimpse of the face. But it's going to be whatever it is, it's massive. It's massive. And it can be underground for a very long time. Regardless, though, the little glimpse I saw I went, oh, damn. I, like I don't know what I was expecting, but it just it, it did let me down just slightly, ever so slightly. The only thing that let me down was the name, the myth is yeah, <laughs> it's a myth. If you watch Avatar, you know what the special item they're trying to find is mm. unobtainium. God damn it! They might as well call it. Hey, this is the MacGuffin ore. <laughs> we need more MacGuffin. <laughs> And for those who don't, MacGuffin is a, a lazy way around storytelling of how do you need something. I really need this one thing that'll fix all our problems. Kind of like a Doctor Strange, the Book of Ashanti. Nope, turns to dust. <laughs> and right now for Mando, it's, I need a robot. Yeah, I need a robot. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can kill whatever you want to with whatever you got. We're going to roll on into episode three to continue our side quests uh, because he they cut basically to that. She sees the mythosaur and he's just like, and she's like, <gasps> and then it's like, yeah. <laughs> kicks off episode three. Um, uh, Din Djarin's like coughing up, you know, water and shit, which also side note, uh, new rock stars pointed out. If you watch that, Grogu has his hand on him. So it's maybe inferred that he, he kind of that what? It's a paw. <laughs> he has a hand. That is that is not a that no, he has a paw. He has an a anim- hand with some claws. He is an animal. He has a paw. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, his appendage <laughs> that he grabs things with was touching uh Din. So it's kind of it, they didn't focus on it, but I'm not it's kind of one I, of those. I will say, I'm not going to call him Dan. I'm going to call him Pedro. Pedro. It, it seems more fitting just okay. to call him fucking Pedro. Honestly, yeah. Because right. I cannot pronounce that name for shit sometimes. Dinjarin. Dinjarin. It's just like, it's Pedro Pascal. <laughs> All right. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to refer to him as Pedro. But yeah, uh, Grogu had uh, his arm extended touching Pedro. So Get your paws off me, your yeep. I kind of <laughs> wonder if he's still using that force healing ability to kind of bring him back some. Oh, yeah. 
I imagine even yeah. though they didn't focus on it I wonder if that's like that tiny detail thing of like I'm just gonna use a little bit of this right just a little bit to of wake force. you up just a little bit just a little bit it's a little salt on the eggs and, uh, and that's what I like about this kind of thing is like you could still go back to the like the the trilo- the new trilogy and kind of do callbacks from that new trilogy you need to do that actually to kind of build a universe that you you already set out there so it's probably a good day to pregame yeah you know some of those episodes i know a bitch wrote them but like well, well they're definitely cracking open some bottles of pregame on this yeah. one i'll tell you <laughs> mm, legendary so basically and, and this is what i agree with especially with the weird edits and cuts they wake up she asks did you see anything he goes no did you she's like uh no no, 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 no. i didn't didn't see a thing and he's like okay cool well um i'm gonna grab a little bit of this water uh i'm gonna take it back to my folks uh to prove i I'm, i'm good again you should come with me yeah and she's like oh um they don't like me he's like i don't care come with me he's like all right that is a gamble (laughs) immediately cuts to something brand new Coruscant we've not seen this since Return of the Jedi weirdly enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) in theater next week (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's weird to say we last saw Coruscant on Return of the Jedi but no we've not seen Coruscant since then and we get a basically their version of a TED talk and it's Dr. Pershing talking about his cloning that he was doing for the Empire and that now he is a reformed alliance uh, member he's here for the new uh, the new republic New Republic. Yep. He's here for the New Republic, and everything he does is to serve the New Republic and their end goals. He quickly gets swept up into a little click, and you find out that one of the people was, um, uh, fuck, his name just left me, and I'm sure it's not immediately in this because I kind of went, oh, yeah, one of Moth Gideon's right hand ladies. And he's just like, oh, wasn't expecting to. See someone from Moth Ship here. <laughs> She's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> Hang out here. We're just sailing. And I find it interesting that they're kind of doing the whole, you know, look, Empire shit, right? Horrible. We're, we're glad of what we were doing here, but, you know, every bad job has its perks. What's yours? And the dude said yellow travel biscuits, which canonized, come to the dark side, we have cookies. Yep. I thought that was the best sly joke they could have made possible. So that's one of the things I'm really happy is they actually made come to the dark side. We have cookies. That that, that plays into what's called banality of evil. Like, yes, yes, they are monstrous people, but they're still people. It's kind of like you got to humanize the villains a lot of times. It's like end of season one. Hey, Moff Gideon is fucking terrifying. He's wielding a dark saber. He's got a tie fighter. He's 86 motherfuckers. Yeah. Luke Skywalker shows up. There's fear in his face because <laughs> this guy destroyed two Death Stars and his daddy and the Emperor. So, yeah, there should be fear on his fucking face because this space magician has death follow him wherever he goes. And there's a rumor he fucked his sister. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, Luke Skywalker should be terrified to people with the black suits. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But that humanizes his character. And it was good to see this, but it went nowhere. And that's my biggest problem because you know what, man? This entire episode, I was so hooked. Yeah, because you got a guy who knows what he's doing about clone cloning. You got a guy who wants to 
you know, help the new republic with his science, some Operation Paperclip type shit. And he gets roused about by fucking old school Imperial. But you can see these people actively trying to do it. And we see a lot of faults in the new republics. Like, no, we don't need that information. Just delete it. But just because it's imperial tech doesn't mean it's not valuable yeah. tech. We can repurpose this for us. And then, you know, watching that kind of reinvigorates me and be like, yep, the first order was right. <laughs> you guys are fucking stupid. You guys are dumb as shit. You are bureaucratic Nazis when it comes to this stupid shit. And they kind of show that a little you bit. You deserve every death that happens. I swear to God, if it isn't for a ragtag bunch of motherfuckers, the New Republic is dumb. The Alliance yeah. is dumb. The Rebels are dumb. <laughs> and it's just like you, you're really reinforcing the fact that they don't deserve to be in charge. Yeah. That's the problem. You had all these cool characters, pantheon of characters from the prequels, the original trilogy, and people fighting the First Order. They put their asses on the line. For what? You fucking idiots? No. Get the fuck. Yep. Bring in the stormtroopers. Our 86 in these motherfuckers. Burn it down. Burn it down. This was a mistake. Burn it down. Well, uh, the, the girl's name I was trying to think of was Alana Kane. And eventually she kind of gets under Pershing's skin. She's just like, what, what all do you need? We, you, you know we've got the junkyard. We, we can get you everything we need. Come with me. I've done this before. Fucking gaslights the dude, talks him into doing it, and the entire time, and again, the reason why I'm so engaged with this episode is before he starts really kind of getting annoyed and uncomfortable with things, every day at the end of his shift, he gets briefed. How was work today? It was good. Did, did you experience anything negative that you'd like to discuss? No. Do you, okay. Do you have any bad feelings toward your co- uh, co-workers? No. Do you have any bad feelings toward the New Republic? No. Okay. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great day. And he leaves. And then the next time he gets asked, he has that slight pause when it's like, has there been anything that's upset you about the New Order? almost a new world order <laughs> about the new order. He has that slight pause and says, no, but could, could I work on my cloning shit? She's like, your records show you worked for the Imperials. That's a big no, no. Have any other questions? Well, it's not just a big no, no. It's just like, no, we're going to get rid of it. Yep. We're it, destroying that. Even though he did a whole presentation about what it could be done. It doesn't need to be a fact cloning people. We can clone organs. We can clone limbs. You know, we can do these things to help people help other species, too. It doesn't have to be evil. And I think that, that it kind of plays into the, the banality of, like, both sides. Because another thing, after that presentation he gave, he met these rich motherfuckers who are basically warmongers who, were, who play both sides. They're kind of like... The Parisians. Oh, the Empire, the Republic, the Rebellion. Oh, it's hard to keep track these days. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fucking Switzerland <laughs> they're of, of, of fucking Europe. You know, they're just Amen. like, hey, Americans are here. Uh, that's cool. Nazis are here. Uh, that's cool. And it's just like, they don't give a shit about anything yeah. as long as they're still making motherfucking money. And it, it is a banality thing. And then going into it where they do go off into a starship, a star cruiser. Yep. That's cool. All right, so now we have a kind of a foundation of what's going on with the New Republic when it comes to this new stuff. And it's just like, you're just letting it sit here and rot. Like, okay, probably need to build up a little bit. I'm just saying a good defense is a strong offense. 
but I'm not in charge and I wouldn't have helped you motherfuckers. Like so they go into this and this is where I get like the scary feeling again. There's a lot of horror tropes being played in all this so um and I love that. Because it worked well with Marvel. Yes. It was Doctor Strange, you know, this it, let's get let's make it scary. Let's let's take a, a let's take a, a, an object and change it. Rogue One. Let's take this a story about Star Wars and make it an espionage flick. It's fantastic. And she fucks him. Yep. And I'm like... No lube. No lube at all. And I'm just like, motherfucker. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, there could be some problems. I'm thinking, my biggest fantasy was like a droidica, like a rep- like a Federation droidica just shows up and just like, on the ground, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, just, pop, 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 and just like, I killed Jedi, I could kill you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like there was fear going into like, basically an abandoned house yeah and it's just like oh man i know i know where this is or like an abandoned hospital and it's like oh no this it should be here let's go here and yeah, he's getting yeah. all this stuff and he's he's happy and it's happy he's like this is gonna end badly this is gonna end badly and doom 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 and damn she got his ass hardcore and i was like you could have made that so much different than making her a spy and then it immediately cuts to like this weird clockwork orange all white room thing with Amon Calamari. Yeah. Talking to him. He's like, hey, buddy. Glad gonna, you're back awake. You're going to burn that fucking Imperium shit out of your main. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do here. And he's just like, you've got me hooked to a mind flare. He goes, nah, son. Uh, this is just a small rehabilitation zap. Uh, you're going to see some pretty colors, but uh, all your memories are still going to be intact. And, uh, you know, I've gone through this a few times myself and my friend, I felt better you're gonna love this and he's just like no it was a setup she trapped me it was a trap and he kind of just looks at him like hmm all right anyway uh, i'm glad you're comfy uh if you need anything else um give us a holler in about 10 minutes see ya bud and just walks right out the room and for some fucking reason the phrase he's my friend gets fucking the new order officers to be like oh okay cool and just fucking leave her with this mind wiping machine in which she immediately dials it up to 11 cracks open one of them biscuits and goes fuck yeah the empire yeah (laughs) yeah and that moment i'm like oh fuck oh they're doing some crazy shit. And then they cut back to Mandalorian. He gets back to the cave and he's just like, except her. And they're like, okay. And that's the end of the episode. I was stoked for the next one. Yeah. Like I was, I was ready to rock. I was just like, tell me more about the empire, please. Like where are they at? Are they 86 and some more motherfuckers? Nope. Nothing. Nope. We get not a single frame. Aside, we see the Alana Kane girl again for a split mm-hmm. second. But it doesn't play into the overarching thing they just fed us this badass scenes from. And I do like how you said how you mentioned the end of the episode. It's like, oh no, I'm bathing the waters. And I like John Favreau's character is just like bullshit. Motherfucking liar. <laughs> uh-huh. like, I should kick your ass and take that saber and eat that child. <laughs> like, that's basically what he wants to do. You, you know that's what he wants to do. He wants to eat that little green animal and fucking have that dark saber. And Bring in this other bitch. Keep in mind, her helmet's off the whole fucking time. Yeah. They're like, who the f-? It's like that meme of like, you sign in anywhere your Gmail is like, and it's that clip from Dr. Phil where that uh, woman's running in on like full tilt, be like, you, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> and 
I do like I do like I do like I do like the armor because the armor is probably the best character in the whole fucking series. Uh, how vague and how many loopholes there are in the interpretation of oh religion. Oh my god! And it was just like he was in the waters. Here's the proof. Okay, we've established that baptism is real for the Mandalorians in a way. What about you, Bo? What? Well, you. He said you saved him. Yeah, yeah. He fell. He fell and was drowning. But you were in the waters too, right? And it's just like, okay. Have you taken your helmet off since? No. Well. Well, nothing. You're you're playing you're playing fast and loose with your standards. You're one of us. By that standards, if I drown a Muslim while and say it's baptism, it's not a crime. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very vague kind of situation. (laughs) I will say that is one because I do like watching the hate boner YouTubers just so I can like laugh at them and like honestly, it makes me enjoy the show a little bit more. Like hearing so many of their bullshit bad take critiques. One of them did have a point, though, which is exactly what you're working off now, which is all those little loopholes and from a certain point of view type things that they do these the creed. He goes, "Okay, let's just say hypothetically, Din Djarin decides to bring a gallon container with him and grabs up a bunch of the living water and he carries that in his backpack, okay? He comes to a town, takes his helmet off, makes friends with some people. Oh no, I need to repent. Grabs a cup full of the water, sprinkles it on his head, puts his helmet back on. Now he's good in the good graces of the once great Mandalore. Yeah. He's like, really? Really? Is this how it works? That's exactly how it works. <laughs> but it's kind of true about like some religions. It's like you got some a monster of a motherfucker who's who's like I went back and listened to our last meals episode. And I was like, Cap, tell me your last meal. You butchered families up and down the eastern seaboard. Like take something like that. You know, some serial killer like that. Go straight to hell. Do not pass go. Collect two hundred more sins, motherfucker. Like you're going to hell. Right. And religion standards. If as long as he says he's saved and accepts Jesus. Oh no, he's good. Come on, like it's just it's like we both know he is getting a pineapple up the ass beside Hitler. Like it's just like that's exactly what is happening. Yeah, and it just your religion is stupid as shit <laughs> and vague, extremely vague, very vague. But hey, it, you you saved someone, so you're in the waters. You're fine. Don't take your helmet off. And another thing, get off that goddamn planet. Yeah. With the, with the space gators, and you know you about lost. Okay, now now what we find out in the next going into the next episode yes. is they have dragons. Yes, chapter four, <laughs> the foundling. This is Disney been like HBO had dragons. We can have dragons. <laughs> and honestly, by this point, I honestly didn't think we were gonna get like a bigger story. I thought it was gonna be very much like we're gathering the Mandalorians. That's what I thought this season yeah, was like, gonna I be thought, at this point. All right, let's boot and rally these motherfuckers. We're going back to Mandalore. We're gonna do this. We're gonna start a settlement. We're gonna kick some ass. Like honestly, I was expecting like an Avengers type thing of like Mandalorians assemble by the end of the episode. Like all of a sudden all the different factions have worked their shit out. Everyone is kind of, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh fuck. The Jedi may be gone right now. But we've got the Mandalorians. Oh, man. That's kind of where I was expecting this to go. And we kind of got that a little bit. But then we pivoted hard near the end. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, going into this, it, it, uh, John Favreau's kid. <laughs> yep. Again. <laughs> Again. 
uh, decides to pick a fight with Grogu. Uh, they play a game of paintball. Yep. Grogu wins. <laughs> Grogu wins. <laughs> fucking dead shot, dude. Pop, pop. Yep. Done. And sore loser. Sore fucking loser. So he gets taken by a goddamn space dragon. Rightfully so. And rightfully so. And I like how like there's a casual attitude of like, oh yeah, this happens like every third Thursday. Like it's, <laughs> we've we've lost like a lot of guys. Uh, because every time we go past them, our jetpacks kind of give out. And that's another problem I have with Pedro Pascal's character. Give him a goddamn jetpack for all of it. He's got one. Yeah, but he never, he almost never uses the son of a bitch. And he always runs out of gas. That's the problem. Invest in gas. <laughs> well, they don't have an arc reactor. Yeah, I know. If, if only they had the same production company as Marvel. <laughs> huh. huh. But yeah, so little kid gets nabbed. Uh, they boot and rally, figure out a plan. Bo-Katan boot and rallies. That's the thing. I like her. She's like, no, no. Stop taking shit from these other fucking creatures. They are creatures. We need to stomp these motherfuckers to death. <laughs> We're Mandalorians, motherfuckers. Like some pride kind of shit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a ship. I'm going to scout the area. I'm going to come back. We're going to get there. I'm going to park. I'm going to park on the other block. We're going to sneak up on it. And it sounds like we're going to chill overnight. Yeah, and it's like this gangland type shit. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to we're going to roll up on his hood a little bit at a time, and then we'll get his ass. <laughs> and like we'll get his children too. <laughs> it's just like yeah, fuck yeah. And I just love the other aspects of it. And she's just like she's so disconnected from this this fundamental like mandalorian religion that she's like how do you fuckers eat yeah and he's like like oh we, we all go off on our own and yeah eat. yeah I and, love and like that you bit. can chill here because you know you're og you're um, the leader yeah you're the leader of this and okay yeah she just mm-hmm. and it, it, is, it is weird it is uh, people on the line are just like oh that's so cool it's so vibrant you know about the culture it's fucking weird it's like stormtroopers when you find out they take off their helmets and eat yeah, yeah. it's like no leave that on Leave it on. Well, it's just, Leave the helmet I, on. I, I was going through like my own head cannon, where it's just like you know, oh no no no, we go off on our own separate corners and eat. You know, okay, they go off, they're eating. Oh, hey, jump! No 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 no! I got my mask off. I didn't know you had a beard. Yeah, it's, it's even worse than like nuns taking their habits off. They're like. Ah! I caught you. I caught you. What does that mean? I get to go across, right? I get to go across. If I catch one without a hat, I get to go across. It's like when I catch a preacher without a collar, I can call him a pedophile. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. That's a real thing. Oh, my God. That's a thing. And it's just like this Pedro Pascal with a squirt gun. Everybody's good. It's good. I got him. I got him with the holy waters. I good. Good. Because that, that, I will say, that actually happened in real life during COVID. Catholics were baptizing motherfuckers with super squirters. I'm not making that shit up. A guy dips. A, there's literally a video of uh, Pentecostal Episcopalians, Catholics, baptizing motherfuckers with squirt guns because of COVID. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. People used to do this shit in rivers. Like, <laughs> like oh my God, that's how easy it is? I'm just gonna start. I'm calling, All right, line them up. Line them up. Come to Chris's church. We can call yourself Christian. I don't give a shit. Christians? Yeah, you call it Christians. Put two T's in. I don't give a fuck. God, we need an animator for this podcast God so damn bad. It. I don't give a shit. Just call out. Just, just fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Hey, what's your holy water, ghost? <laughs> My eyes are burning. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you didn't have faith. That's why your eyes are burning. <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding. You just don't have a tolerance yet. 
<laughs> so we get a cool little uh, scaling the mountain moment, which is cool because mm-hmm. it kind of talks goes back and shows like, hey, he has his hook shot, he has his thing. We gotta be stealthy, and it kind of talks, kind of goes back to where the Mandalorians are. They're still warriors. They're still elite service guys, and they get to the top. They see a heat signal. And it's the, heat, and it's the fucking children. The ba- the birds. The baby birds. <laughs> the baby birds. And I'm just like, kill them. Yeah. Kill all of them. <laughs> and they try for a second. They, they I assume they did. I do. I, they lit the nest on fire. Well, no, no. Uh, so uh, they do that. But then they find out that the, the mama bird has had this child in her gullet this entire fucking time. Overnight. Mm. Over fucking night has had this kid in her stomach. How he hasn't died. Whatever. Say, hey, Boba Fett crawled out of the Sarlacc Boba pit. Fett. Well, Boba Fett. <laughs> he crawled out of the fucking Sarlacc pit and lived. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird yeah. when you break up other shit from the fucking story. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You mean you mean my whole religion's a falsehood because I had a squirt gun? Yep. Yep. Ah, let's be the highest. Ah. Oh, keep in mind. That's what I forgot. She pours it in that little pool. That means they have a reserve now. Yes. And I'm just like, just dunk his head in like it's a fucking Halloween party and just like Bob for Bob for sin. You know? <laughs> Bob for well, repentance. I think you have to bathe in it. Or partially drown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or partially drown. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> but no, I think that in all seriousness, I think that might be the one little loopholes. Your whole body has to be submerged. I'm dumping that shit in that fucking gator lake. <laughs> And uh, but yeah, they we get a really cool scene where um, all the Mandalorians are kind of like really rolling up on the bird, and like someone gets the right fucking shot in, Boom. and fucking wraps up one of the wings, grabs the kid, and right as this, the uh, big ass bird hits the water, you're like, oh shit, that's the end of it. But nope, that big ass monster that about fucking nipped that kid in the first episode fucking comes up. <laughs> You know, fucking eats it, which is also kind of a sly callback to there's always a bigger fish. Yep. I thought that was cool. Yep. But uh, yeah, so they all fly back, uh, all right in the world. Yay, 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 yay. And the fucking um, uh, the girl that does the fucking armor the armor no <laughs> yeah that guys again it's it's fucking late it's fucking 2 30 at night give me a break <laughs> uh she's just like yo bo katan come see me in my office yeah. <laughs> and she kind of like rewrites a whole portion of their standard saying hey you are in a very unique position and we really need your help because we are thin we need to reunite mandalore but the only way to do that is you need to walk two different paths. You need to walk both paths. And because of that, and this is this is a fun thing about fundamentalism, is you need your goon. Every cult has a goon, which is someone who can do whatever the fuck they need to do to keep everyone in line. Jim Jones had a goon. David Koresh had a goon. But you need a goon. It's the Goonies. It's not the Goonies. Those are pussies. A goon is like a hockey player who likes to fight. So <laughs> that's literally the definition of a goon in hockey. But you need your enforcer. Yeah. And she's she's in a great position now because not only did she work the loophole in unintentionally, she's got the favor of the biggest, baddest Mandalorian in the cult. John Favreau's character because he saved she saved his son. Yep. And now 
you have the respect that you deserve, and now we're all going to boot and rally. Now you can be both sides. One and of us. One of us. One of us. Google Gaga. No, one Google of us. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that, that the fact that that's a comes from a very scary movie yes. <laughs> called Freaks is, is fantastic. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love the moment. And it's and it was really it's funny on one aspect, but also very well acted on the uh, actress that did Bo-Katan. Um When she walks out with the armorer after getting her new shoulder plate that she lost in battle, mm-hmm. uh, which also has the mythosaur on it, um, she walks out without her helmet on. The way it was shot, the sun is so bright; it's beaming on Bo's face and she's kind of squinting and looking away from it. And then when John Favreau's character is like, she's without her helmet, you even see her kind of like look away in shame a little bit. Just in that short, we'll say three days, she's been with the Mandalorians, this crew. She's already fallen into the, I respect the mask. I respect the helmet. I don't want to not wear it around you. But your head honcho, like, basically forced me to take this shit off in her fucking office. So, like, listen to her, please. <laughs> but it's also like, it's kind of a cult mentality. It's just like, you, like you said, she's been there for three days. Now she's knee deep in the shit because she. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That's really what it felt like because we got an overnight scene at the cliff. Mm-hmm. And I would assume they fucking spent the night before they did the battle the mm-hmm. next morning with Grogu. So yeah, roughly three days. She's deep in it already. Yeah. And that's kind of like how a cult works. You know, you, you get somebody who can be desperate enough. Keep in mind, she doesn't have an army no more. Nope. She doesn't have a fleet no more. She about to not have a home. Yeah. And now spoilers and yeah, so like that, that's how that goes. And she gets built up by the enforcer. She gets built up by the priest and her friend, Pedro Pascal. Yep. And now it becomes a situation where how far we want to take this cult. That's what I'm going to call it. It's a cult, but with good intentions. Yeah. So, yeah. So like you said, every cult starts with good intentions, Chris. Fuck yeah, they do. That's why they're the shit. (laughs) That's why. And that's why we have a whole show dedicated to it. Crypto conspiracy cult. Check it out on all your favorite podcasts. Heaven's gate will be one of our newer episodes coming up after her banned books episode. (laughs) And while while the government's trying to shut down libraries for (laughs) some reasons. I feel like cryptic conspiracy cults eventually going to just turn into you and a microphone, Alex Jones style, just yelling at the audience. They're turning the sneakers gay. (laughs) (laughs) That rolls us into the next episode, which is chapter 21, The Pirate. I love this episode. This is a cool one story, insular story, and the villain is hateable. Yep. And... There's a lot of callbacks from the prequels in this one, especially the ship. The ship he uses that we see just for a little bit is an old school episode two or episode three clone trooper starship. Yeah. And it kind of looks like the member. Remember the Jedi starfighters? Yes. So they're kind of like a preamble to like the TIE fighter a little bit because their wings kind of go up like like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's let's see what this looks. And guess what? It's got this cool pirate look to it. It looks, you know, it's painted differently. Yep. Bad ass. I mean, you're not really camouflaging much if you're just hovering well, above no, it's the just, city. It's a, it's a tribal mentality kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Kind I of know, remember, the, remember the uh, AT-ATs in uh, uh, season two? Yeah. Coming out of the fucking woods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's make them scary looking. 
that's what I loved about this guy. This is what I like I like about the series. You know, this this takes something old and put a new coat of paint on it and make it scary. Literally. And I'm also trying to figure out if it was. Oh, we actually missed something very interesting uh, because. In the previous episode of The Foundling, the armor also forges a new piece of armor for Grogu. And while doing that, Grogu has another flashback, much how Pedro Pascal did in his episode. Which I also find pretty interesting that almost like the meditative thing of the armorer gets you so introspective that the character is being introspective so we get a flashback and we finally get a payoff to what we were seeing earlier which was through grogu's eyes the order 66 at the jedi temple we awesome awesome fight with just two unknown jedi they're not known in any Mm. previous canon fighting literally to the death for this child and like awesome scene where it's like even the uh the female one was just like running to the elevator with them like gets them in just in time get shot as she's getting grogu in the Oof. elevator elevator opens up it's no one other than ahmed best returning the guy that played jar jar binks in the mocap suit mm. as the jedi that saves grogu and hopefully we get another ps to the story but eventually just flies off with him on one of the speeders through coruscant and one of the things is get him out of here get him out of here that's jimmy smith's oh was it that's jimmy smith's the the guy from alderaan oh yeah and honestly he has probably the most overarching storyline of any star wars character because he's in all the prequels yeah He's in, you know, up until the point where, like, he's. I want to say he has a he has a small part in Rogue One. Okay, he's in the the Leia series because he's Leia's stepdad. Mm-hmm. Technically, he has one of the most interesting fucking arcs of a guy who gets his planet blown the fuck up. Yeah, and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but and I'll, speaking of fantastic, I think it's really great because we've talked about this in our prequel episode, and we kind of alluded to you know this moment in the Mandalorian how Ahmed got so much shit for his role as Jar Jar. And I understand the culture at the time, especially. Who do you attack? You attack the guy that played it, of course. In today's standards, and in the general public understanding a lot more how much power a writer, a producer, a director has over something, that it's not very fair to really point toward an actor 100% of the time for a bad character and seeing Ahmed really kind of get the apology through Disney and Lucasfilm of like look man you got the bad end of the stick tell you what we're going to make you a badass Jedi that just fucking slaughters these clone troopers and you're going to save the kids number one favorite character it's an awesome apology for him that's what I would love to see what would happen to Ray Park Mm. I would love. Well, to Ray see, Park never got any shit. People know, but, like Darth Maul, but, but I would love to see Ray Park play someone other than Darth Maul. We see a, the last time you see Darth Maul in the canon series is Han Solo. Yeah, the very end, and you barely can tell it's Ray. Yeah, and so I would love to see Ray Park because he can't act. He he's played human characters before. He is a stunt man, so it would be cool to make him an active part of a series maybe ahsoka it's coming up yeah make him a regular guy that 
can probably take on a Jedi. I agree. Not a master or maybe like a knight or something. And it just be a, a soon to be. A soon to be. Yeah, yeah. Let's make him that. And that would be fun to have because we have multiple Star Wars is a cadre of people who want to be on it who finally get on it. Yeah. Like Simon Pegg is a perfect example. It's just like this nerdy motherfucker finally got on there. Was he playing? A monster. Who gives a shit? Bill Hader is a fucking writer for a droid. So like yeah. so it we've got to ramps up on the special guest appearance. You know, mm-hmm. Bo Katan, the guy that uh, the girl that plays her, she's a huge Star Wars fan. So for yeah. her to get this was fantastic for her. And that's what I'm just waiting for Kevin Smith to be a villain. <laughs> God, I don't know. I, I would I would disagree that maybe sometimes the stunt casting is a little much. It can be. It can be sometimes. Uh, sometimes it will really pull you out of the movie uh, or as a, or a TV show. Like, for instance, uh, Ant-Man, uh, the Jack Black cameo. It's a little much for me. It kind of took me out some. I'm just like, it's Jack Black. It's Jack Black in the movie. Uh, okay, he's he's putting on a voice he's trying he's got on a costume his face is a little different but it's jack black you can't really get away from that and, jack and, black's on all your favorite franchises and, and and much how i liked uh bill burr in the previous mandalorian seasons it was still bill burr in mandalorian yeah and where are you from space boston yeah so it's like i don't know i think the stunt casting works sometimes but sometimes it really does just pull you out depending on who it is but for this for this specific thing it worked fantastic it really did and it's it's one of those things for people our age that's what it really is for it was because younger people aren't going to know who he is no um and if you're not very if you're not paying attention you wouldn't know who it is if someone didn't and for a second i was like is that Oh shit! It, did, it even yeah. took a second because I'm looking. I'm going like, he looks familiar. Who is he? Who yeah. is that celebrity? <gasps> That's not celebrity. That's fucking Jar Jar. Oh shit! You know that kind of thing. And honestly, I wonder. I wonder. I'm throwing this out now, and I've not. I've heard a couple people mention it, but not really give a reason why. I think the Gungans helped raise Baby Yoda. Probably. Think about Grogu's fascination with frogs and aquatic creatures. Now he eats sentient beings, yeah. I would be very curious to be like, like, if fucking this guy drops him off and he's just like, you need to protect this. And he's like, Misa got it covered. (laughs) You know? It's like as fucked up as it would be, as so many people would get mad. I kind of want that yeah. to happen. Yeah. Well, I kind of thought a lot of people wanted George Jar, Jar Binks to be a Sith. That also kind of would have been cool, dude. I told, I've said it before. When Force Awakens opens up and Poe Dameron is talking to that old man in the tent, the fact that it's not an old Jar Jar Binks who's dying, telling him we saved the Republic. Well, like he'd be withered, so he wouldn't have that enthusiastic voice. Yeah, he's like, as I made a huge mistake <laughs> you know what i'm saying like take this i knew his fix it i knew his father they trusted me with this information he's out there talking about luke skywalker yeah i knew his daddy he's still out there he's the last thing we need to get yeah to fight these motherfuckers that would have hit so much fucking harder when he was being killed <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the thing instead about instead of like some awesome actor that like, gets like, like five. Max, Max von Sydow who played the like it's like I don't know who he is. He's not a character. He's doesn't Max, matter. Doesn't matter. Done. But can you imagine him looking at 
Kyle, like knowing who that motherfucker is, I know your goddamn family, motherfucker. I was there in the beginning. Like, <laughs> and then starts fucking talking normal like that. Yeah. And starts pulling, look like reaching for a gun. <laughs> Turns out to be like Padme's little silver blaster. Bam! <laughs> Chris is Star Wars. <laughs> I'll fucking love it. Uh, but yeah, so on uh, basically the, the pirate episode. It's really just kind of a boot and rally. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And this is when we do get another callback to um, the Imperial Girl that mm-hmm. was um, part of the previous episode that we really yeah, liked. Yeah, we get a, So the pirates attack Navarro. Uh, Carl Weathers is like, I need some fucking help. I need some fucking help. So he calls someone in the Republic for help. This guy is a veteran of the OG you know imperial wars so he and we've seen him off and on throughout the season he's a fantastic character actor uh he's in rogue one briefly um but he's part of red group red team um and we get so much stuff going on in this episode to where he sees he goes uh up to a new republic officer and oh, and side note, we also get a, uh, a one of the uh, people were freaking out. One of the characters uh, in the bar was is like from Rebels. Yeah, yeah, uh, fan, a fan favorite character, Alien. They really did him up good for live action. So mm-hmm. like, it would really, like the CGI is perfect yeah. for him. Um, and I hope to see him again in Ahsoka. So it's going to be a big part of that. Um, but he goes and gets the bureaucratic bullshit. Well, they're not one of us. We can't really help. Not one of us. Not, not one, of us. one of us. And old girl, the spy, comes back. She's like, no, that's not right. And it's just like, okay, that's how it is. Yeah. So he goes all the way to fucking the new desert planet, gets Mando, gets him going. Oh, and the fact that the bureaucratic guy is Tim Meadows is fan fantastic ladies man from snl yep and i love the memes it's just like no i can't help them and then comes the uh the empire spy Ooh, a lady <laughs> how you doing <laughs> ladies man and, and what do you think of the reason the imperial imperial uh the officer was able to find the mandalorian crew is because of r4 or yeah. R five rather. Yep. What do you think of that? I love that. Okay, because that's 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 some of the, that's the thing about the boot and rally guys compared to the bureaucrat guys. These guys are going to win the war. These guys suck and lose the war. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so, you have you have kind of like people button heads because yeah. he's like, no, we need to help these motherfuckers. It's not about if they're part of us or not. We need to help them because yeah. that's our motherfucking job. And because of that. That's why you have characters like him and mm-hmm. characters and rebels who are still doing what needs to be done, and it's fantastic. I, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, it takes fact, a little convincing I to like, save uh, Carl Weathers' town. I love. I love. He just rolls up in a fucking X-wing, parks, and gets out. And here comes all these Mandalorians, his guns drawn. And he's like, "Oh fuck y'all!" Yeah. <laughs> no, I came to see him. <laughs> Fuck all you motherfuckers. Yeah, go to hell. And like, I fought you ballsy, earlier. Ballsy fucking Starfighter. I will say that. That's some Poe oh, Dameron yeah. shit right there. Oh, yeah. But some Han Solo shit, you know? It's like, yeah, I guess I'll smoke a cigarette and tell you guys what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, kid. <laughs> but yeah, so he boots and rallies and gets these motherfuckers going. And the cool thing is, hey, guys, this is going to be our real skirmish. Mm-hmm. We're going to take down the town that you guys escaped from. And we're going to have to do some bad shit to take it all right and i love the fights that starts with a starfighter scene the airdrop scene is yes. so fuck it, it reminds me of like some band of brothers shit like just like go go go, go. go. and they're fucking airdropping in getting the drop on these pirate motherfuckers and out of spite the pirate 
is kind of freaking out. So he's like, bomb the fucking city. Fuck it. Scorched earth. He's like, we still got guys down there. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's doof, doof, doof. And it's like, we got to take that ship down. And this, what I loved about this scene is how much detail they put into the ship going down mm-hmm. and how big of a triumph that was going to be. Yes. And and like you, down to like the small explosions, they did it right. And the preamble to all this is Bo-Katan's like, we need to go there. Yep. And everybody's like, um, I don't think so. And it's John Favreau's character who's like, this woman, this our brother, basically our sister here, saved my motherfucking son. Because you think he's going to give an argument against it. Because he does not like it. No. Uh, because it is putting the group at danger. Well, and also, Carl Weathers' character was not very friendly to the Mandalorians either. No, because he ran a whole other group that was kind of conflicting with this group. And, yeah. It worked out well. A nice little boot. Now they have a new area to live. Yep, because Carl Weathers' character was just like, yo, man, if you help me out. Hey, man, I need a sheriff. I'll give you a whole plot of land if you yeah. just need my fucking sheriff. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't do that, but I'll tell you what. We're going to take this patch of land and basically set up a new Mandalore. And uh, definitely have to mention this. I don't have the name immediately pulled up. I should have thought about it. The name of the town he said, or the area that he was allowed to have was named after the original guy that played Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back in Return of the Jedi. The no. the actual actor that played it, like his last name. The such and such lands. Yes, it, it got named after him. And that actor recently died, like I think in the last year or so. So yeah. that was kind of like their tribute to him. Actually, uh, Brett up on that guy, he was in a, a fan-made movie made by a murderer. And I'll, I'll explain it to you after the show. It's very fascinating. Interesting. <laughs> but it was the guy who played Boba Fett. Okay. <laughs> but it was a Star Wars fan film made by a murderer. <laughs> okay. But uh, anyway, so like, yeah, so now we have a whole new set. Yep. We're out of the desert. No more space gators mm-hmm. or dragons. Basically space Florida. Yep. <laughs> uh, the armor meets back up with Bo-Katan, uh, acknowledging the Mythosaur's uh, reappearance as an omen that Bo-Katan is the one that must reunite all Mandalorians. Oh, this is when it happens. Mm-hmm. And then tells her to remove her helmet. This is when that part happens. Okay. Yep. And then so with the following episode, which is going to be episode six, Guns for Hire, uh, Bo-Katan, uh, Din Djarin, and Grogu set out uh, to the planet Plezar 15. Jesus Christ, y'all need to calm down with these planet names. Yeah. Uh, where they, where Bo-Katan's former army uh, is the Axe Wolves, and they've now set up as mercenaries. Yes, and we see them kind of very quickly go after a ship, uh, which actually is a HP Lovecraft mm-hmm. Easter egg. So the ship itself is oddly shaped, but the aliens, which are canon aliens, have this very Cthulhu-esque look. Uh, they're aquatic. Uh, we see the captain in her fucking aquatic chair, which I love. This is like, okay, this is how this sea-bearing species go into space. Yeah, uh, It's very elaborate, because I can imagine Mon Calamari has like the same kind of thing, because eventually they got to be in the water sometime. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah, and the PS to this episode is we see that um, uh, rebel officer flying off in his X-Wing, mm-hmm. and he sees a ship just kind of floating out in space. It's a, it's a prison transport ship. Yep, and we've already been hearing rumblings throughout the whole season, you know, oh, I heard... Um, I'm off Gideon didn't make it to fucking prison. <laughs> he didn't make it, you know, he, yeah. he got kidnapped, yada, yada. Well, sure enough, this rebel officer sees it, but then sees a shard of Mandalorian Beskar armor in it, which I immediately went... How? How? 
how did that happen? Like, of course, they asked that in the episodes. Like, Mandalorians aren't that sloppy. Sloppy or not, how did Beskar get engraved into the wall of a ship? Beskar is like the strongest thing possible. It bounces lightsabers, yet it got embedded into the side of a ship? Bruh. <laughs> did you bathe in the waters of Mandalore? No, I took a sip. <laughs> oh, you're good. Shit tastes nasty. Oh, you're good, bro. You're good. You know, you know, Mythosaur shit in that, right? I know that's fucking bad. Mythosaur's fucking that water. But yeah, so basically, Bo-Katan rolls up on them, and she's just like, "You've got my ship, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> well, you got my fleet. Yeah, that was the thing. She had a fleet. Um, and then we get like this other version of the Mandalorians. This. This is a very warrior class Mandalorians when mm-hmm. she shows up. You don't have the black saber at all. You no. Yep. Fuck you. And then Pedro Pascal's like, no, well, hold on. I was getting my ass kicked and was gonna die. She killed the thing that was going to kill me. So by laws of transference, no, it's hers. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Hey, uh, by the way, there's some droids acting fucky. You want to go look at that? Yeah, we'll be right back. (laughs) And like side quest, side quest. Uh, Yeah, it was a pack of cigarettes. Um, (laughs) So they pull up to this place, and I got a really cool vibe from the droids you first meet. So uh, Disney had rewrote a lot of interconnected comics between Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi. One of them, there's two droids, a C-3PO type droid and an astromech that looks like R2-D2, but they're flat black yeah they're imperial ones that black one had a red arm which is a kind of easter egg and force awakens hey where does c3p get that red arm well if you read the comics luke skywalker like fucking de-armed one of them motherfuckers and gave it to c3po that's why he has a red arm but they're evil droids i thought 3po like saved that guy and like or the other guy saved c uh the other astromech saved three saved three ah, saved c3po and through that the arm was the only thing left as like the sacrifice and 3po used it as like a tribute to a friend i thought that's what it was in the comics i read it was a a black c3po character had a mm-hmm. red arm and luke took that motherfucker basically because uh, that sounds uh, like of, a chris comic <laughs> but it is not a chris comic i do not write comics i write books <laughs> but uh but no in the in that in that series that's is when they're introduced right the, the black r2d2 like mm-hmm. evil you know evil i bet there's an evil bb8 called bb666 well yeah there was we saw it, it was bb hate bb hate <laughs> he he pulls out his little arm and just goes uh, a, little, a little bit and instead of a flame it's just like a little like droid paw that just gets a straight right arm <laughs> look it's nine o'clock <laughs> Nazi droids but yeah so they we, go we got it Chris yeah, 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 yeah. it's audio medium they're not seeing what I'm doing with my fucking hands <laughs> you brought it up <laughs> so I they go up shit. so so they grow they go up they grow up they go up to this fucking town that's ran by Jack Black and Lizzo <laughs> who I love that, that that these are the people you get to stand in but that's not even like for me that wasn't the biggest cameo so they so they go up to these people and they're like hey we have a droid problem okay what kind of and I'm thinking going into it I'm like like the stupid droids we see all the time no this is where we find out what happened to all the droids from episodes one and two yeah they got revamped 
the whole federation, all their product got turned into waiters and waitresses and shit. Yep. And I'm like, that's cool as fuck. I love that that you brought back the original droids. Those things were cool as shit as a kid. I like seeing all the malfunctioning because we go to uh, Doc Brown's office. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Fantastic actor. Yep. Although his heel change was like telegraphed from a mile yeah. away. And the fact that you know, Christopher Lloyd, you know, pretty much is retired. Uh, he's in a movie, Bob Odenkirk, not uh, last year, but this guy is like 109 years old. So like, yeah. we don't have to use him all the time, but like, this was a cool thing. Christopher Lloyd is in star Wars now. Yes. And I love that. And not only that going into it, who he supports is fucking awesome. But it's basically kind of like a Scooby-Doo episode. It's just like, Hey, we got to figure this fuck this shit out. Yep. And we find out that droids drink, Kinda, <laughs> kinda, kinda. So they 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 do some kind of like a a, a, a hookah bar basically for yeah. fucking droids. Well, they go into this thing and it's the same thing for fucking like New Hope. Hey, everyone, be quiet. What the fuck is that doing in here? And yeah. it's just like the opposite all over again. It's fantastic. And they're going in. I love the shiny blue C three PO. He's like, stop. He's. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, zip. Like the, the, the fucking robot. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, we, the bartender's fantastic because the bartender is a fucking surgical droid yep. that we saw a long time ago in episode three. But yeah, it's just a questioning kind of thing. And we find out that someone has been spiking the the robot juice, yeah. which is kind of just reminds me of all the alcohol the robots drink in Futurama. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that's what they run on alcohol. They got yeah. combustion engines. And long story short, he leaves Grogu with Jack Black and Lizzo. Yeah. And we find out very quickly that this is the rich outer rim kind of or mid rim kind of guys who, yeah, we were an empire town, but we wanted to be free. We wanted to be separate. So, yeah, we told the empire they could park their shit here and all this. And it's like, this is why we're like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And side note. He was not in Ant-Man. There's literally a scene in Ant-Man where it's set up the exact same way with another stunt actor. Yeah. And it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's us. I don't know. I, I, as much as I do love Jack Black, that to me did take me out. Yeah. I, I didn't care for him in this one. I liked him in it because he was kind of, kind of kooky a little bit. He, he, oh, I liked his character. Because. I liked his character. The seriousness has kind of gone away in Mandalorian. Yeah. Because of the whole Grogu thing. That that could have been a one and done season one thing. Okay, great. You could actually tell two separate stories. How Grogu... I mean, I honestly don't think they were planning on bringing it out this long for the simple fact that people forget. They did not have Grogu toys ready. Yeah. They were late to that. They did not. I mean, Father has talked about it. He's like, I thought, you know, we'd get like some awe. I did not expect that to blow up like it did. Yeah. And going into it, you know, they still went, they went back to puppeteering, which I love. Yep. Fantastic. And the big, the big quick spoiler on this one was it was Christopher Lloyd the whole time. <laughs> it was Doc Brown all along. Yeah, it was Doc Brown. <laughs> Doc Brown. Is a psycho. Yep. Keep that in mind. He could have invented time travel, so he's crazy. Uh, but his little speech at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. He was like a Dooku loyalist. This is some Clone Wars era Dooku shit. Dooku was ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. And then he had his head taken off. Yep. 
Then he became a head on the floor. <laughs> and I love that callback. It's just like, yeah, let's talk about these old guys. Keep in mind, Dooku was a Jedi. Like, he was the Jedi for a long time. And then you went, nah. Nah, man, I look pretty I look pretty crisp in this black, man. Fuck yeah. I like red. Oh, my name's Tyrannus. That's terrible that's mm-hmm. literally what ter- tyrannus means terrible in latin <laughs> tyrannus uh, i like red and i'm gonna bend it yeah i'm the shit <laughs> girls like a little curve <laughs> bitches love no, a curve love a curve <laughs> and yeah so they knock his ass out which i thought they were gonna kill him i was yeah. just like holy shit they're gonna kill him but yeah like right as he was just like dooku was right whack yeah <laughs> but it kind of goes into like the happenstance of the man of lawrence because even jack black even says it oh no we can't do it but you can because it's part of your weird fucking religion yep so go out there and be somebody and we'll help you out later on yep and i kind of like the fact that grogu's not a big part of it mm-hmm. until like it's just a comic-y thing yeah and then i found out lizzo's like a huge fucking star wars fan so i'm like there it is again fuck yeah get- and you know jack black is. oh yeah I'm like good work guys Fantastic. This is the fun one of the funner episodes. Yes. Because it did have a mystery to it. Because it's about to get all sorts of fucked up in the next couple episodes. Oh yeah, it goes south real quick. Mm-hmm. It actually goes into like a fucking thriller a little bit. Um but yeah, so shortly after that, um Bo Katan goes right back to the wolves and goes, All right, see so anyway. Uh now I challenge you to a fight. Oh, and they have the spaceships. <laughs> That's what I love. Everybody's just like, you know what? It's like, is that a fucking knife? You dirty motherfucker. And put the dude in a fucking rear neck and choke. <laughs> but again, I just love the fact how the intro of the episode is she shows up to her old pack and it's just like, you've got my ship. And they're like, yeah. and then they run away for a minute, go do that. And then they're back on like, all right, now give me my ship. <laughs> that should have been, that, that's, that's a whole scene of just like, I went and got my smokes. Yeah. I gave you the time. I told you I was going to come back. If she had just lit like a space cigarette and like pointed death at stick. him. Yeah, death stick. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's a drug addict. <laughs> that would have made it a whole new arc. <laughs> but no, yeah. It, 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 it is a cool fight. It, it is. It is a tribal type thing. And see, and that's what I really like about this show is I'm not like even like an action kind of guy where I don't care about like those Rambo and Fast and Furious movies, the super uber testosterone movies. I they're fun. Pussy. <laughs> Whatever. <Gay? laughs> but it's like that that's never really interested me. Mm-hmm. But really good choreographed fights and like brutality, that interests me. And all the fights in this show are top tier. Yeah. They're she really good. She should have took his pinky as like <laughs> as a gift. <laughs> but no, he that's when, you know, Pedro Pascal's like, no, technically she owns the saber. Yep. It's her. And then we get that fucking that uh, setback shot. Mm-hmm. Of her lighting that motherfucker, and it's yep. just like end that, of episode. That's a pretty cool end of episode. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's 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 not a cliffhanger. It's not stupid. Yes, it's not like ah, oh, damn, we forgot the milk. <laughs> <laughs> just play that at the end of every show we watch. It's just like the end of Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we got two more episodes, and honestly, they should have made just one. Yeah, because all it is, they go to Mandalore. They find out there is a kind of a skiff, which is a ship that's been on Mandalore well, the whole well, the time. Well, first things first is um, uh, Carl Weathers' character mm. strolls on up and he's like, I got a thing for you. And he's like, what? And one of the Babu Frick characters comes walking on out and he's like, ta-da! And it is the IG-11 uh, robot, uh. fully gutted. There's nothing in the middle. It's a Gundam. 
It's a Gundam uh, with a yes and a no button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because those motherfuckers only know yes and no. And he's just like, no, I need an actual robot. I'm not taking one of these guys with me. He's like, no, no, no. The kid will fit in it. He's like, I'm not putting the kid in this. Like, Put the kid in the robot. And I will say, it, I don't like how much they play up Grogu being like a kid. That does get annoying sometimes. But you give a kid a yes and a no button, and I'm going to be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> Having Groku fucking argue with Mando, he's just like, okay, it's time to get out of there. No. 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 Come on. It's time to... No. no. <laughs> that that shit was genuinely funny. Yeah, because it's, it's slapstick funny. It's kind of like yeah. when you watch those videos of uh, the dogs with the buttons. Yep. Yeah, if anybody's ever said that, the, the, apparently they have buttons you can train your dog to use. And it's like, mom. Mm-hmm. Mom. Food. Food. Now. Bitch. Yeah. That's all, yeah, they always add one of those buttons. Bitch. And it's just like, yeah, if I call you a bitch, you're going to get the fuck up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of. And there is, someone pointed out, it was like one of those little Facebook reels or Instagram things, where it was the Bobby Fruit character walking toward Grogu on the table. And someone said, I swear he calls him a motherfucker. And, like, he goes back. If you go back and watch it, and I'm just like now, now that's all I'm hearing, and it's just like motherfucker. <laughs> it's like because that's what it sounds me like. Up. It sounds like it's kind of like what it sounds like, and I'm just like, did he call him a motherfucker? You picked let me go me back up and like let me go four back episodes up. ago. I don't like you. Let me, let me let me go back and watch that. Yeah, he does call him a motherfucker because I had a friend who spoke real low in high school, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, we're sitting there in class one day, and I'm just like, what? And I'm like, did you did you call me a bitch? And he's like, what? Because he spoke real low, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, you call me a bitch. What, what the fuck? And I'm just like, we played that up. I don't up. know, Chris, were you being a bitch? No. But oh, like, okay. Let's make sure. But like for four years in high school, I played that up. You know, this motherfucker called me the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was Only a joke. Only when I'm around my friends, you know what I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> don't dab that. <laughs> don't dab that. Um, Shout out Theo Von. <laughs> yeah. The best Star, uh, Star Wars character, man. <laughs> I don't like it, man. Those guys are going to beat you up and call you gay. <laughs> Man, don't say that gay shit about me. <laughs> Theo Von Star Wars, check that out. <laughs> but no, that's what I kept hearing, and I'm just like, that's that's fucking hilarious. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. The IG fucking droid with the fucking yes, yes no, no, yes no, maybe give him a maybe button. Like just. <laughs> But yeah, so they go they go to Mandalore. It's a really cool scene how they get there, like mm-hmm. with the landing and everything, and you find out that. There is a small band of Mandalorians who never left and have survived in a really roughed up way. Yeah. Uh, and they recognize Bo Katan. Because real recognize real. Real recognize real. Queens, supporting <laughs> queens. Um, <laughs> but it is kind of fascinating that these guys were able to survive for so long. Well, because they. She was just like, you know, how have you survived this long? You know, I'm surprised you found all this vegetation. He's like, we didn't. We planted it. We made gardens. We found the water and we built the gardens around it. So the foliage here is the same ones from Mandalore. We're rebuilding. What have you done? Yeah. And it's very tactless for, for them to say it like that. It's just like, no, motherfucker, you don't understand. Yeah, they stayed, but you can't expect all of them to stay because they're still going to get killed. Yeah. So, like, have some tact a little bit. 
And that's what I wanted John Favreau's character to step the fuck up. Well, well because also the the ongoing rumor, because even uh, Den admits it to her later on, he's just like, you know, the rumors and what I've been told about you and your people were wrong. I've been shown, you know, the correct, I'm, I'm sorry. He's like straight up apologizes to her. He's like, yeah, I did not know. He goes, lies are being spread. You know, this, we do not hear the truth. And that's kind of like a whole aspect of, you know, cult culture, which was, yeah, we're going to lie because we don't know. And like in the history of storytelling about cults is like, hey, what is that group over there doing? They're just weird as fuck. Oh, the, did you not hear? They're drinking pig's blood. Yeah, yeah. It's like a satanic panic or some shit. Yep. Same with David Koresh. Uh, partially true for Jim Jones. But, <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's just how it is, especially like Mormons. You know, that's how, how that whole thing. My, my 17 part, four hour series each episode about the Mormons. God. America's own. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> but, uh, but, it's really cool how like we're seeing three different factions mm-hmm. of the same thing kind of booting rallying together. And we kind of see it come to a head in grievances with Bo-Katan's real people and the Mando's people. Yep. Where there's basically a knife fight that breaks yeah. out <laughs> between John Favreau's character. She's like, this was bound to happen. Yeah, this is going to happen. They haven't been wearing the helmets the whole fucking time. <laughs> and so we do get a cathartic fight a little mm-hmm. bit, and we see Grogu put himself in the middle. Of- no. 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 I, I, would, I would love it that if he hits no five times, he goes, no, 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 no. Fuck no. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck no. <laughs> it's like if he taps it like a, like a cheat code. <laughs> but. Yeah, he's just like that. It would have been worse if he just said yes <laughs> <laughs> and like and like reprogram. Do it. <laughs> yeah, he's just off from the corner. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> do it. <laughs> Those are the four commands. He goes, and no, no, no. Fuck no. Yes, yes, yes. Do it. <laughs> and then um, and they can even still use the same line where uh, uh, Pedro Pascal is like, I didn't teach him that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You I get, didn't teach him to be a cold-blooded killer. Hey, where's Grogu's weapon? Oh, you mean that little Baskar shiv he carries with him <laughs> in his little paws? <laughs> but thanks come to a real head when she's just like well let's go back to mandalore and you find out that the imperial the new order the in-between the unnamed currently have been set up down there yeah and we i will say in the last episode before that we do get a well little, this is still the second to the last yeah, yeah. yeah but like we did get the moff gideon talking to the other right, remnants yes. of the empire where we see uh if you remember a character, Hux, Colonel Hux, uh, his father is one of the generals. Yes. Uh, and he's all for Moff Gideon. He's like, fuck yeah, man, let's get this show rolling. I'm getting tired of waiting for Thrawn to show back up. Motherfucker's been out in deep space. He, I don't even know if he's coming back. But Thrawn's right-hand man is there. Yes. And that's when Moff Gideon questions that motherfucker immediately. And it's that... And it's that so slowly, like, corporate meeting. And it's just like, so, uh, Thompson, where are the numbers? And it's just like, oh, fuck, this turns into a boardroom meeting real quick. This is that boardroom meeting that Darth Vader showed up on. It's just like, I don't believe your bullshit. And in the middle of him walking to that board meeting, you see all the clones around him. Yeah, so we don't know they're clones. We assume, you can, I assume they were preamble uh First order troopers. Me too. Elite stormtroopers. Yes. You know the elite order. That um, I was like, holy shit, it's gonna be the shit. And then it's revealed that yeah, this is the other part of the cloning thing. Hey, these are some 
OG motherfuckers that we made. And we've only made a handful of them. And I think that is going to play into the Ahsoka series, maybe to the mysterious part of Thrawn. Get into a little bit more of why the clones are really gone. Mm -hmm. Are they defective? Stuff like that. And yeah, so we see them. And it's an ambush. Oh, yeah. And it's a cool fucking ambush because it's it's the... I want to show you what I do to pieces of shit like you. Because he, what he did was he did a hurried move where he thins them out long enough and gets Pedro Pascal alone. Mm-hmm. And it's that scene from Rise of Skywalker. It's like, they got fucking jetpacks? <laughs> it's like, that's all I can think of. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, you got to shoot him in the air now. Tap, 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 tap. And it is a gut-wrenching scene because I'm thinking he's going to kill him. And we see Bo-Katan eye this motherfucker face-to-face. And Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon is a fantastic Oh, but villain. to reverse it up a little bit, when it's just the goons yeah. with the Beskar armor and everything, takes out uh, one of the Mandalorians, one of our main ones we had talked about this whole time, the Jon Favreau character. Yeah. It's knocks a- him out completely. Yeah, and... What's fucked up is... Dur- and it was the Praetorian Guards. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. So, before that, she's she's eyeing this motherfucker. And he's like, oh, it's fine. I got you, bitch. I'm coming back for you. I know where you live now. And... Because he's still working off the old information from the spy, which the arc is kind of dumb. But he takes Pedro Pascal, kidnaps him, and... John Favreau's character, the big the big Mandalorian, is like fucking retreat. I got it. I'm going to hold my own. And for a good minute, he does against the clone troopers. And when they brought the new Praetorian Guard out, I'm like, this is how you do it. You're pulling these special guys that were killed off, and this is their story beforehand, and this is how you do it. And it was fantastic. The whole fucking scene, it gets you – on an emotional level because what happened earlier he's his jetpack went out he was trying to save his son this person he, he intru- humanized him yeah humanized him and that's the problem with the mandalorians it's hard to do that with their fucking helmets on <laughs> yeah it's very hard <laughs> they look like robots <laughs> but yeah it is and it's a good end for that character because that can canonize the group into being like nah we know what we're about now yep fully galvanized them their suit and they still have their ship. They still got some of their fleet left. They a couple, like I think, four of them got killed during yep. the battle. Uh, but now we have a revitalized threat. Our main character has been taken. Our secondary main character now has Grogu, and now we have to soldier on to whatever season what four will be. Yeah, and Ahsoka, which comes out soon, I think. Um, well, there was still one more episode after that. Yeah. Uh, where it's like the big face-off with Moff Gideon mm-hmm. and everyone else. And I do have to say, the helmet and everything that Moff has, fucking top-notch. Yeah. His soul suit, I love the whole thing of like, almost the Mandalorian Darth Vader. Yeah. That's, yeah. That That's really the best way. And I was eating that up. Carlos Esposito amazing fucking actor but yeah uh heading into the final episode the return uh bo-katan and uh 
and her squad a retreat from Moth Gideon's base. Upon returning to the Mandalorian flagship, the Axe Wolves then send the remaining Mandalorians to reinforce the uh, planetary troops while uh, he defends the ship from it. Aerial aft from Imperial TIE squadrons. Uh, with assistance from uh, Grogu, Dinjarin then escapes from captivity to seek out Gideon. And that was a pretty cool scene because they kind of get Grogu off in that corner and he's like jumping up on the lights and shit. And they're like, get the fuck down, you frog motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get like a really good force scene mm-hmm. with Grogu with the explosion. Um, yeah. And it's like a. Well, bump. yeah, that's near the very end. Yeah. 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 But. This is something you need to do if you're going to. Sh- uh, uh, was it like instead of Chekhov's gun, it's yeah. you know, Luke's gun. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. if you show a Jedi in the first episode, you need to show him doing some shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're going to bother showing these motherfuckers, you better. But it was like it was such a good dr- knockout dragout fight, and it was cool because you saw the three separate fights going on, and then slowly everyone starts reconvening because Bo-Katan starts uh, fighting Moff. That way, Dim can run after and get Grogu by the time he gets in there Grogu's taking care of business he's running back out now all three are fighting Moth and even Grogu is helping because he's force pushing shit away he's just like ah, da, 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 da. nope and, and that was just long enough for like Bo to like get him in a headlock and then to get a good couple whacks in and, and what was like really that. cool about it is you needed all three yes because unlike some generals in the Empire as scary as our like uh, Tarkin, Tarkin was always scary. You know, Hux was fucking the psycho. You know, they can't hold their own against you know our ragtag bunch, which is the story of Star Wars, the ragtag yep. bunch. But when you got a villain like that, mm-hmm. it makes it worthwhile. That's why Dooku was so cool because he could take out and go toe to toe with three fucking Jedi in Clone Wars. And he's just like, I cut his arm off. I knocked him the fuck out. Now I got this little rat motherfucker left. Okay, I'll, I'll fight him. And then what happens? He gets his head cut off later on. Yep. But like, that was the cool thing about the dark characters in Star Wars is if you're going to make him a good villain, mm-hmm. he's going to be a character who doesn't need stormtroopers. He's a character who, who can hold his own. And the good and talking about holding his own, technically, technically, our heroes did not defeat him. Yeah, technically. <laughs> Because the thing that took him out was a fucking spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Our heroes did not take him out. And yeah, that was the very cool force thing. I think a new force power that we've not seen yet. More like a force shield? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A force shield. Yeah. But in a way, like, the only thing that comes close to it is, I think I saw, I'm trying to remember where I saw it, the person coming down with a lightsaber and then stopping it from cutting them mm. and it was like in rebels okay where darth vader's coming down and i think ahsoka doesn't have her sabers so she just puts her fucking hands up and just stops it Got from it. coming down but it's not like an explosion it's just one saber but it was real cool because they have like this entire dome over them as the spaceships coming down to you know totally wipe out the entire base yet grogu basically puts like this super smash brothers force shield around everyone Mm -hmm. and i just not really seen that as a force power before and the way it was shot was very cinematic and very good it's to show like oh shit look at what he can do he's growing that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and he didn't pass out Mm -hmm. he just sat down yeah so it's like he showed off this amazing power and he's just like 
instead of it being like, all right, guys, I'll see you in like five hours. And it kind of sucked because they kind of lose their giant ship, their giant MacGuffin ship, but they still have some of the fleet left. Yep. So, and the Mandalorians do take kind of a big hit going Mm -hmm. after him, but in the end, it kind of works out. And if they stop here with the whole Mandalorian thing, I would be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way it wrapped up. Yeah, with Because the it- they go back to the living waters. Uh, you see the child from the very first episode, um, now without a father, officially taking the creed. And then you see Pedro walk up and he tells the armorer, he's just like, I want Grogu to take the creed. And she's like, he's too young to speak the creed. He cannot be a true Mandalorian. He's like, yeah, but I want him to be my apprentice. She's like, right, but to be an apprentice, you got to speak the creed. He's too young to speak the creed. He's like, well, what if his parents gave permission? Ultimate fucking Kyle dad at the fucking school. And she's like, yes, but we don't know anything about his race. Pause. That would have been the best setup for the next season. Mm. We don't know anything about his family. They're galaxies away well what if i find them oh i I was hoping that was going to be the next line well what if i find them oh that would have been so fucking cool i don't hate what they did but i would have liked that better he hits them with the well what if i was to adopt them and she's like oh all right fine fuck it yeah because we're playing fast and loose yeah we're we're playing fast our sidestepping bullshit is our religion. Yeah. So yeah, let's so just go ahead and So why the fuck not? Let it be written in song. Uh, Din Djarin, uh, Grogu, they're family now. So it is Din Grogu. Mm-hmm. Now, I was kind of under the assumption that Din was his first name and Jaren was his last name. Nope. Apparently, we're doing manga names up in this bitch where uh, the first name is the last name and the last name is the first name. Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me. Den Grogu instead of Grogu Joran. But whatever. Hey, I actually kind of like the name, though. Letters cost money to put on packaging. Okay, so three letters (laughs) is better than five. (laughs) Although I will say from an artistic standpoint, I get it because... That's actually a cool name, Den Grogu. No. You know, that actually, it flows well. Darth Den Grogu. Oh, shit. That'd Darth be the Grogu. Shit. That'd be shit. <laughs> nah, they would change his name. It wouldn't be Grogu. It'd be like Darth fucking the sickness or some shit. Like, Darth the sickness. sickness. Oh, <laughs> Yep. And then uh, shows back up at Carl Weathers. Um, town. Town. He's just like, yo, I'm going to lay low here in between missions. You know, I got to take the kid with me, but I'm going to be a little picky with what my missions are. I got to figure out what that is. Uh, by the way, do you know a rebel officer around here? Yeah. <laughs> and shows up to him and it's just basically like, hey, I need work. But like nothing too crazy because like i'm gonna have the kid with me um i'd like to kind of do some good though so uh when you need help you let me know he's like i i can't do that i, I have to i already know that you know uh, uppers are gonna say no to that he's like fuck them uppers. that's why you don't tell the people in the upper head yeah. he's like you just call me we'll yeah work that, out a deal and it works out great because it's skipping the whole bureaucrat bullshit it's like no we can't go help that mm-hmm. community and i love the line he's just like i'll think about it Mando turns around and goes, you already have. Yep. And just keeps walking. It's like, fuck yes. Yeah, and this is what would have been a cool aspect to 
play into whatever timeline Ahsoka's in. Because I could see his character being like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? Oh, we're trying to rebuild the jetty, blah, blah, blah. Doing this. Luke's over here. Got robots building little rock houses. Whatever. His little asshole nephew's there. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> Hope he, nothing bad happens to him later. Nah, he'd be all right. <laughs> nah. All right, Qui-Gon. Yeah. Hey, what's the Empire doing? I don't sense anything. No, not a goddamn thing. <laughs> hey, what, what's, what's the Jedi do? They sense the Force, and the Force is good or bad. Yoda, you got like 900 of these motherfuckers. Uh, you sense anything bad? No, nah, we're good. Not a thing in the world to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically where we end it, because uh, you see... Um, Pedro and the kid chilling out on basically what looks like just a farm, but it's mm-hmm. just out there in Carl's uh, little land. And they do a little zoom in or a little uh, zoom fade on Grogu and then poof, end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Long, time <laughs> long time ago. Long time ago. Kind of looking at this, do you feel like it was missing anything specifically? Not really. Like it, it does have a uh, kind of a circular ending. If they were to end it in an episode early, yeah, that would have been a build because it's like, oh shit, like <laughs> it's just getting tight. For a second, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, I don't think Chris watched the last episode because the way you were saying is like, and it ended off like this, and I'm like, yeah, but we still got like, well, no, you no. saw that, right? No, 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 <laughs> I'm not about to spoil this whole season for you, Emma. So what I was thinking about when you were talking about you had watched an episode and the whole gas thing or the air thing, I'd tried to go watch watch it on disney plus and it gave me an error saying uh mandalorian can't be watched right now and i'm just like why the fuck can it do it and all in the back of my mind the conspiracy part of my mind which i'm littering with murders and other stupid shit at work is they turned off disney plus mandalorian so they can go back and edit that stupid scene with the fucking thing i'm thinking like yep that's it that's why i couldn't watch it and then, oh I, my God, and yes. then I was like no i just didn't update the app oh that's great <laughs> well i was watching it sitting here going where's boba fett yeah, the it would have been, been cool for. I mean, goddamn Mandalorian had to take up two of his episodes. Why couldn't he pop up for his second in the Mandalorian? Yeah, because he's already conquered Tatooine. Because the whole po- the whole point of the whole Tatooine uh, story of Bo- Book of Boba Fett happens within probably what seven days. And there was even a mention from the um, the SNN, SNL girl. She's just like, "Are the Hut twins back?" Yeah. So they even reference the fact that Boba Fett got rid of the Hut. Yeah. So, like, that would have been a cool thing. Hey, remember that guy we helped out? Hey, I gave you back your armor. Got your jetpack back. Could you Gonna give need me some help? Could you bring out old Slave One? <laughs> we don't call it that anymore. Whatever, whatever you say, Darth Genocide. <laughs> <laughs> We're Disney. We don't call it Slave One anymore. If they do a season five, I think they're going to do probably like an in game situation where the stakes are going to be really high. Where, yeah, let's call back Bill Burr. Let's call back Boba Fett and his fucking sniper and you know half the mandalorian crew bo katan the blackhawks or whatever the fucking name is well see i wouldn't be surprised if this would be the last season because i feel like everything you're describing is what's going to be that movie yeah because because they are playing that movie of the mando verse characters of everyone kind of getting together so 
I honestly believe everything you just described there is going to be that movie for yeah. sure. Kind of like a boot and rally kind of moment, like Act Two, Act Three kind of situation. Yeah. But and again, I enjoyed the season. It just really felt like they had two full plot points for seasons, and they just kind of mashed them together <laughs> because I was totally on board and interested with the Doctor Pershing clones, how that tied in with Moff Gideon, everything else, because that's all a lead into the Snoke clones mm. that they're they're laying the ground work to make that make more sense i get it i understand it i kind of appreciate it they're adding a little bit of something that kind of felt like something shoehorned in in the new trilogy they're kind of now giving a little backstory and a little reasoning for totally down for it i'm down for rebuilding the mandalorians let's do it it just felt like they tried to do too much with the season and both plot points kind of suffered from it where either plot point on its own would have made a great season. Yeah. And we had discussed it last time when we were talking about the prequels uh, about air of the empire. And I was talking to an older guy at work who, who was about Russ's age. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about, cause he watched it. He's very excited. And I asked him like, how do you think they're going to explain some of the force awakens stuff? Cause I had talked to him very, He's like, I think they're going to do what Air of the Empire did when they cloned Palpatine or a version of Palpatine who became an evil Luke Skywalker, which the hand Luke lost in Empire was the material they used to clone the evil Luke Skywalker and Heir to the Empire. Yeah. He's like, I think that's why Snoke looks like that, because he is a monstrative version that couldn't come out right of a human version of Luke. And I'm like. Yeah, that because they can't exactly copy Heir to the Empire, but that is something they could use later on. And that's because we was talking about the cloning thing. Because it's like, yeah, I was like, he's like, well, it's been canonized that Snoke was a failed Palpatine clone. Yeah, yeah, but he's like, I, if what I would like, you, or not necessarily like, but how long do you think if they wind up doing this? that all the fanboys are going to go, that was just bad Luke in the new trilogy. That was the bad Luke. <laughs> that was Jake Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or that was Luke. Yeah. <laughs> to call back Mr. Sunday movies. Yeah. Lucas Starkiller. <laughs> but all in all, I kind of like the season a little better than a uh, book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I think it was better than that one. I, I was, that was still a fun season. It still could have been a little better though, mm. but this top tier i wouldn't say top tier i think the previous seasons of mandalorian still were better because they were a little bit more focused there's a lot of episodes that are better yes so like in, in an aspect like it doesn't have a lot of greatest hits yeah they're they're, they're honestly trying to do a lot with this season yeah. where again this was two seasons and it's still better it, it, i will say it's still better than whatever movie they would have made out of it Absolutely. That's a fact because a movie is so condensed. Yep. The story, the elaborate story you're trying to tell needs to take place over years at a time. And then, yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine. Absolutely. The only thing I don't like is I have to wait episodically for it. <laughs> <laughs> but that has been a full two hour breakdown of The Mandalorian Season 3. I don't have anything else to add to that other than if you like what you're hearing here, make sure and hit subscribe on any of that podcast platform that you are listening to. We have merch in the episode description along with our Discord. Sign on up. Let us know what you want to cover. Yes, Dustin, I hear you. You want us to do Trailer Park Boys. That's going to take a lot out of me to do, man. (laughs) Dustin, I have watched the entire series of Trailer Park Boys. I know what you mean. It's okay. 
<laughs> oh, just an it's okay. It's Canadian rednecks. That's what it is. It's Canadian rednecks. They're fun. Well, uh, how about this? Chris, build me a playlist somewhere. Type out five episodes. I'll watch five episodes, and we'll do an episode on Chris's five favorite Trailer Park Boys episodes. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be hard. Narrow it down. Uh, but I'll agree to that one. I'll agree to that one. You, you pick me out five episodes. I'll watch them. I'll make notes. I won't be an asshole. I'll, but it, but it'll be the only five I've seen. So if if there's like references and jokes and stuff that like are ongoing, just send me a little cliff notes. Be like, oh yeah, and by the way, on this, the reason why this is funny is this, and 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 I'll go through and watch that. But for this episode of the Couch Potatoes, I've been Alex and Chris. Do you have any sort of final thoughts? I would love the end credit scene to just be Tim Meadows just like going through his files and like all of a sudden Thrawn just shows up. It's just like, that's where he's been the whole time. Surprise, bitch. Surprise. And he's like, oh shit, a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. 